Uh, Cooper records a message to Diane just saying that... I'm standing here at Wind River near the location where the body of Teresa Banks was found. Diane, this case gives me a strange feeling. Not only has Special Agent Chester Desmond disappeared without a trace, but this is one of Cole's Blue Rose cases. The clues that were found by Special Agent Desmond and Agent Stanley have led to dead ends. The letter that was extracted from beneath the fingernail of Teresa Banks gives me the feeling that the killer will strike again. But like the song goes, who knows where or when. And then cue. Welcome to this special episode of Bickering Peaks. Today's topic is all about part two of Firewalk With Me, the last seven days of Laura Palmer. Twin Peaks one year later, and you get the intro music from Twin Peaks, Uh, you're basically thrown right back into it, and like Simon said, it really starts off with like a quick introduction back to the to the main uh, characters of Laura's story. So oh, have, it was a great montage. Yeah, that, that montage. The only words were the the couple saying "gobble gobble," Laura saying <laughs> right. yeah, the yeah. guy in the shower saying yeah. "gobble gobble," and yeah. that was probably ten or eleven montage scenes. And they're yeah. in high school. Here they are. Yeah, this is well, it's, it's like right it's like a nice way of it's very similar to how it's done in the pilot, where you're introduced to all the characters. But here, it's it's everybody is introduced by how they relate to Laura. So mm-hmm. it's yeah. Laura's best friend and Laura's boyfriend and Laura's, Laura's boyfriend's best friend Laura's lover um it's it's that kind of yeah it's very similar yeah exactly and it's how everybody is relating to Laura in that in that town whereas in Twin Peaks it's how they're relating to her after the fact that she's been murdered right we meet everybody reacting Mm -hmm. to her death in in the show and I I just love the way she's filmed like she's got like her books under her arm she's got her all-american sweater on and it's just like this she's walking she's literally walking to school which is so quaint and, you know, it's like this, this like tree-lined street and everything's just placid and quiet and beautiful. It's, it's a perfect setup. And yeah, like, like you said, it's like, it takes five seconds, but you get the feel exactly mm-hmm. of yeah. what this town is like and, and what Laura's place in it is yeah. pretty quickly. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's a great, the, great little introduction. The one thing I want to like interject about the way it looks is with the town in Firewalk with me, it looks a lot more like almost blue velvety. Like yeah. it looks yeah. very suburban and like happy. Whereas right. as soon as you get to Twin Peaks in the show, it's kind of dark and you know there's something else going on there. Yeah. You don't really see that side of Twin Peaks in the Firewalk yeah, me, you, I don't well, think. Well, you don't get much of the town at all in the movie. Yeah. Because really, like you get Laura and some of the characters that she's connected to. So you get a little scene in the Double R Diner, which is a big uh, location in the series. Yeah. Uh, but that's cool. really it. Yeah, you don't get the sawmill. Uh, you don't get... You get one little scene of the sawmill in the movie, that's it. There's one scene where... Well, yeah, at, at in the distance, in the yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. Right. But that's, that's it. it like, there's not... Yeah, you don't get, like... The series is really great for building that feel. And yeah. But it's, it's but this is, like we said, this is not the TV show, right? The TV yeah, show dealt exactly. with the townsfolk, and this is Laura's story, yeah. right? So we're going to get Laura's, the focus, and Laura is... It's her house, and it's her friend's houses, mm-hmm. and it's it's her life that we're talking about, so necessarily the focus is going to be different right yeah. and it def- it gives it a different feel but yeah. you get you still get to see this double side of laura because like yeah. you said she shows up and she's happy and it's sunshiny and then she gets to school and she's doing coke in the bathroom yeah. 
And not only is she doing it at night before bed, but she's doing it between classes. And that's not a a fairly typical... Even James in 1989, yeah. it's not the most typical. And she, thing yeah, she sleeps happen. with James potentially after she slips out of. She has a towel on. She's walking with a towel into mm-hmm. the I don't know a boiler room somewhere because yeah. that's what. Where was that do. set? It looked like it was like like near the gym. Like yeah, I assume yeah. yeah. I assume she like, just had gym and she snuck out afterwards. Something like that. Yeah. There was like a janitor's bucket and a mop, and yeah. she was barefoot. I wouldn't have gone barefoot in that room. <laughs> I think she touched with more than her feet if in that room. If you know Ooh. what I'm getting? Wow. <laughs> well, it's pretty implied. Oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, and yeah. then she also meets Bobby at the end of the day, and like she toys with him. Like, can it's, we? Can, you're sorry. jumping like so far ahead. We haven't even talked about the James scene yet. Just skipped <laughs> right over it. Go right ahead. We should talk about Aaron's favorite character. I know. Yeah. Let's <laughs> let Aaron talk about James because this is actually a worthy scene. James's first time that I've seen him ever. Yeah, he actually <laughs> shows some emotional range. <laughs> <laughs> I love how he's your favorite, but you're already cutting him off. Right? Uh, so he's not my favorite. I just don't dislike him. him. Yeah, I, I like him actually, yeah. mm-hmm. but the, everybody else seems to hate him. I actually yeah. wrote a list. I came up with 16 reasons why James. Is <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh my goodness, Aaron! I can read to you guys after. I want to hear this list so bad. That is amazing. Uh, but James is like the original emo kid. Yeah, he's so like over the top with his "I, I love you, Laura." And right, the angst. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know where I that came way later, but like all the kids, like the, all the high school kids, yeah. they all have high school problems, right? Except Laura. Right. Laura has adult problems, yes. and it's so clear like mm-hmm. the difference between her and everybody else right it's uh, they all care about their little relationships and everything and she's dealing with actual like serious serious shit. problems yeah. Yeah. yeah but yeah james is just so sentimental <laughs> poor james, <laughs> poor james. Poor james. <laughs> I, I will agree with that here it does feel like well yeah he's a different... he does sound like a, he's a decent guy he's trying yeah. to Booster up and he thinks know. that she's just pulling away from him and i think for even at this point i mean if you've seen the show you know that there's stuff going on with her but if you haven't seen the show what did you what did you guys think about like her, her reaction intra- to him yeah and, her and their, their relationship here i hated the whole high school part really all of it i hated it. i don't know why i just like yeah. thought it was weird and boring yeah um so i was like kind of I, like, wasn't invested in her, I think. Right. So I, I kind of was like, oh, okay, like, doing cocaine in the bathroom, whatever, like, give me a break. And then yeah. I kind of, yeah, so I, I don't know what I thought about him. I just was kind of, like, over the whole, like, high school sure. part. Because I didn't, obviously, know her background Right, yeah. right. What was your impression? I, just I guess, like, I kind of saw high school stuff as the only grounded in reality part. Okay. That... Whenever she was at her house, I'm not sure what was real, what uh, just geared okay. in surreal, and the yeah. everything at the high school that was normal, as you said, like normal person problems, there were normal mm-hmm. high school problems, and then as soon as she's kind of out of that scene, it veers into this really weird surreal universe. And, right, yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah, Interesting. fair enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there is a lot of that, like, is this really happening, or yeah. is this... But even her at dreaming, the, or yeah. thinking about it, or yeah. foreshadowing, or... Yeah. You know, right. <laughs> That's a good point. Even at the high school, though... 
to jump ahead sure. slightly, <laughs> that went after she meets Bobby, Bobby kind of like dances backwards. And it's a very long scene. It's a really, and it's very cool. It's very cool. Well, apparently when, when this was happening, the music was being played over loudspeakers and David Lynch actually told all the extras, like you have to dance, this yeah, is what dance. happens. Yeah. So it really does blur that line between what's, what are we hearing? Like, is this, is this diegetic music or is this non-diegetic music? Is this, is this music for the characters in the movie or is this music for us? And it bleeds back and forth. Yeah. So we hear this music playing and then as soon as Bobby starts dancing to that music and Laura dances to it a little bit later on, it's it's like, it just it just continues with that whole like messing with reality. It happens a lot in the, in the TV show and this is kind of the first moment when this happens in, in the movie here. So. But yes, okay, so we have Laura's introduction to James, which is a very clearly conflicted but loving relationship. And then we have her introduction with Bobby, which is much more manipulative. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's odd because, like, Bobby comes off as a jerk right off, but mm-hmm. Bobby's, like, grabbing her and asking, well, where were you and everything. But then she plays him, like, so he's just like, Bobby. And that's all it takes. And then he's, he's, he's like... back to Bobby. Yeah, he's exactly. Smiling. I love yeah. you, baby. Yeah. 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 But it's, it isn't. Yeah. It's interesting though that he says maybe one day I'll you'll call and I won't be there. Yeah. After she's made fun of him, and there's, I don't know if anybody else saw it. Maybe I'm reading into this too much, but it almost looks like she's afraid for just a moment. Like she's well, afraid that someone's that he's going to leave her. She's relying on him for something. Cocaine. 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 I assume it was just like probably yeah. just cocaine. But still, that that moment of and then when she turns on the charm and wraps him around her pinky again. The it just—I think that really just shows how because in the show everybody loved Laura, yeah. everybody loved her, they were in love with her, or you know she they was, cared about her. She was her. a great character to uh, their town. Yeah. yeah, yeah, she's a big part of the town. And yeah. and it and it seems like yeah. in this scene you kind of get a sense of how she was able to make everybody love her yeah. because she could just turn on the charm and then everybody just bent over backwards to. You know, make yeah. her happy. Yeah. You also see like the two sides of Laura too. Like she looks kind of like she's upset and down and out with with James, and then right. as soon as Bobby comes around, it's like she turns on the, the mm-hmm. manipulation. You mm-hmm. know, like you see both both sides. Of well, her. even like yeah, like she's like like when she was turning around and she's like he can't he can't turn around too fast or he'd fall down. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. To yeah. Donna or whatever, like yeah. it's kind of like her teasing like like really kind of mean mm-hmm. side too. Mm-hmm. Like she has like all these things come so out. So many different characteristics. Yeah, yeah. Over the, absolutely. Yeah, sometimes one scene, so. I think the next scene is really interesting at the Haywards house when they're the two girls are kind of talking about... The boys. Interesting. Aiden, Aiden's giving a look. <laughs> I just, it's kind of, I don't know. I, I, I'd be interested, there's one where they're on the couches and they're just chatting back and forth. How did you guys feel about that scene? Did it strike as like just friends chit-chatting or was it like, I don't know, mm-hmm. kind of? So uh, yeah, I was. Pers- I don't know why I had that reaction to the high school part, but I was still kind of like feeling like not into it. Mm-hmm. So when it, they started talking, I was like, okay, like more of this. And then when like right at the very end, Laura's comment was like, I thought it was kind of powerful, right, and a little dark, right. What, yeah, I forget what you yeah, said. Yeah, because that was the if you fill in the space, you'd fall mm-hmm. forever, then burst into fire forever thing. Hey, yeah, 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 I like that. Yeah. Like that, yeah, it kind of started. I wondered what state of mind they were in when they were talking like that. Yeah. Well, that's just kind of coming back to the the cocaine in the bathroom. You're kind of, are these two girls, are they high right now? Are they. Well, it does kind of seem like like the conversation. That was a very, yeah. yeah. Like it reminded me, Tash, of like conversations that we'd have 
at two in the morning when we're having mm-hmm. sleepovers and you're like half asleep. Yeah. Or when like you're really high. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it also was interesting because it's like Donna has her own problems and Laura is obviously dealing with something deeper mm-hmm. or more serious anyway than just like James is very sweet and he's such a babe and Mike's a this <laughs> and Bobby's a goon and like that's all Donna can think about is boys, right? But Laura is... High school problems. Yeah, she's yeah, got high school right. problems yeah. but Laura has her, her bigger problems, right? And Laura almost, she looks dismissive in a way yeah. of her friend that she's kind of like, yeah, sure, that's a problem the two boys, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And her, her face kind of says she doesn't really care. Yeah. Right. Her subconscious of them don't really matter to her right. in that sense. Right, exactly. exactly. Uh, no, I was just going more practical with the mm-hmm. falling through space. Okay. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's neither. I'm pretty sure you don't change speed. <laughs> Let's get the physics Man. side of this podcast. Let's yeah. talk maybe, about it. Maybe eventually you'd slow down, I think. Or if you like, well, were relative, close enough right? to a, like, yeah, something with gravity. Pulling, exactly. You'd yeah, pull yeah. Yeah. In, but yeah. Otherwise, yeah, you just... Anyways. <laughs> that's that's what I got out of that scene. So <laughs> once again, <laughs> bickering peaks becomes pedantic peaks. Yeah, but you're right that she says you burst into fire. That, that seems unlikely without oxygen. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. It's a good point. Uh, good funny point. way to phrase it: to burst into fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Well, and to me, it was funny because like Donna gives a kind of a look afterwards, like, like what what's wrong with you? But she doesn't say anything. She doesn't mm-hmm. say like, "Are you okay, Laura?" Or like, "Damn, girl, what the fuck's wrong with you right now?" Like, yeah. like. If this was like a good friend, you'd be like, um, do you want to draw something for me? Like, draw how you're feeling right now and we'll, we'll take it to a shrink because, yeah, um, like, it's so weird. So, fun fact, this scene and the talk about fire and angels was not at all in the shooting script. It was added during filming and it was added because uh, the, the whole angels thing wasn't really part of it and it and it was there it was added in there to make this whole thing feel like there was something bigger some kind of bigger cosmic thing going on in Laura's life it wasn't just about what's happening with her and Bob and her father and everything like that it's like there's this larger theological question Laura believes in angels and and the angels have left her she feels that the angels have left her whoa to foreshadow or whatever they do leave her yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. The picture so yeah all of those those elements or a lot of those elements were added in as they were filming it it wasn't something that was written into the script so which is really interesting because i know tasha has said that she really loves the poetry in this and i wanted to ask you about that quote because what she says is that you would burst into fire forever and the angels wouldn't help you because they've all gone away. Mm. And that just breaks my heart. And I just, I think of you every time I hear it because I know how much you love poetry and you brought this up in the last, in the podcast that you were on last time. So I just wanted to get your opinion on that scene. Well, quite sad, isn't it? Isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I think you kind of get your very first real look into how extreme Laura's life is. Mm -hmm. Right. And how... Donna has no clue mm-hmm. what is going on. Right. Yeah. And, you know, how deep Laura's despair is. And you right. kind of, that whole high school part kind of leaves, and then you're like, okay, yeah. what the hell is going on? Get right. out of the real part. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, their u- the use of poetry throughout the whole series and the, and the movie, I think it's powerful. Mm. And I think it does a lot to get you thinking about what's going on. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 
Because there's so many ways to interpret Lynch's films, and there's so many ways to interpret poetry. And it's the nice side of it. The nice side of it. <laughs> the nice flowy words. Yes, not the. <laughs> they cut your heart out with a <laughs> serrated knife. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yes. Yeah, so Donna, or no, Laura leaves Donna's house. Yeah. Uh, returns home to write in her diary. Yes. While she's smoking and drinking. Uh, yep. Uh, as, one just, as one does. As one does. <laughs> um, she's got big girl problems. Yeah, exactly, yeah. She definitely does, and that is never more clear than when she finds the pages torn out from her diary. Yes, she yes. freaks right the fuck out. Yeah. Uh, runs to Harold Smith, who yes. is another character from the series that you get a little bit more of. Uh, a little bit more. A little bit, not much, but he's basically oh, a, re- a, a, a grophobe. Well... It's, it's implied, it's he's, implied a he's agoraphobic. But. So he's stuck at home, and she delivers meals on wheels, meals to him. So that's how she's met him in the past. Um, and he's kind of a creepy dude, a little bit. Kind of creepy. I did write poor Harold. Poor Harold, yeah. yeah. Same. It's a, Harold is kind of it's conflicting how you feel about him. Yeah. Sometimes you feel sorry for him. Sometimes you feel like he's a total creep. But yeah. 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 Here, Here he's definitely poor Harold. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's true. Because he really seems like he's like not even, he has no idea what's going on. He's just trying to play catch up with Laura, right? She comes and she brings him the diary and she says, you have to keep it because yeah. Bob so, doesn't know about you. Yeah, And, and he's, found, pages, he's found so. my diary. Um, he's torn out the pages, but he doesn't know about you, so you have to keep it safe. You made me write this down anyway, she says. So, yeah. um and then she does the fire walk with me line, yes, and turns into scary Laura. Did you, I don't know if you guys remember that? We're like yeah, the white face and so the black lips. This was one of the more confusing scenes, okay. yeah, and largely because it was just another new character that mm. was just kind yes. of jump introduced yeah. at the right. cabin, and this is right after her kind of really deep flying to space forever lines that is kind of wondering like is this cabin is this guy some sort of guide in her yeah weird dream quest here what's going on here i I wasn't really sure Mm -hmm. what that guy was and then yes she went to crazy laura Mm -hmm. that really confused the whole thing a little bit more so i was a this is a really weird scene they almost portrayed him as like her therapist or something well he says you made me write this down yeah okay because laura does have a therapist who's not in the in the movie but that's someone that she makes tapes for and sends them to and then harold is the guy that she did write down the secret diary yeah. and and in in the show I think this really was just a, a way to get the diary into Harold's house so that the events in the series made sense yeah. he's not that much of an important character I don't think mm-hmm. only in as much as he reveals that there was a second he's diary just, for Laura well and he gets a bit of like he doesn't think Bob is real Yes. Which, you know, Simon still stands by, apparently. Uh, <laughs> Bob is not real, and she, yeah. he's trying to be, you know, if someone came to you and said, yeah, there's a there's an evil spirit who walks into my bedroom and rapes me every night since <laughs> I've been 12, you'd be like, mm, okay, little girl. Like, you know, you might da- downplay it a little bit. And that sounds like that's what he's been doing, and then she says, no, Bob is real. And Well, again, with no background. background, it seemed yeah. like it seemed like she confided in this guy mm-hmm. in the cabin a lot. Like, yeah. I just... And it was weird that it didn't really come up a lot more, but it it Mm -hmm. felt kind of like she goes to this cabin, she confides all her serious problems that her high school friends can't understand in this guy in the cabin. Well, and and I think you might be right with that, because in the film, there there are kind of two people that she really confides in a lot, and Harold would have been one of them, and Donna, I think, is the other one that she goes to very soon after and and asks if you're still my friend, right? Um, She has James, she has Bobby, she has her home, but obviously that's... Not been, a great place. Yeah, invaded. <laughs> yeah. But those are the two people that I think think they know her best. Yeah. Or that she thinks know her best. Yeah. And then that's why at the end when she says to James, not even Donna knows yeah. things about me. It's really kind of just, yeah, hinting at how much of her life is 
been private and kind of yeah kept to herself. So it's a bit of a digression. The um, the scary Laura part though. Yeah. What did you guys think of that? Aside from it being like the first jump scare, I think it just it's just to show you that she's tortured. Uh, That's how I viewed it. Yes. Like the I agree seriousness with 100%. of what is going on and the right. seriousness of you know how her mind is totally yeah you know she's in denial and whatever whatever yeah but I think it's yeah I agree I with that people talk about the, the demonic possession and crap I don't think any of I don't I don't uh, subscribe I watch, to that notion <laughs> no I didn't watch the series that way I didn't watch the TV yeah. the, the film that way yeah but I think it's just um, I don't know that whole the, the, the black mouth face yeah. thing, yeah. It's scary. I think a lot of that was added just for like, like theatrical Could impact. Yeah. You know, like I don't think she actually turned into somebody different. No. I think it was just there to make people. Oh, jump see, I I think it, she totally did turn into somebody. <laughs> nah. I think this is I, I think this is like the symbolic of like the battle that's going on for her soul. Like there's. There's like a good put, Laura and a bad Laura, yeah. and in this moment, yeah, there's like part of her evil think, self that's showing itself. If you think that she itself. actually turned into something else, then you're taking this to like it's a whole other like fantastical yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas, I'm watching the film and yeah. I'm thinking this is a real, real girl. Uh-huh. This is a yeah. real event. She's confiding in a friend. Yeah. And this was put in there in the scene, cut in there. To like show what's going on in her mind and oh, what, I see what he's viewing from how serious and scared she is. Yeah. yeah. The oh, other, I see what you're the other thing I wanted to add is he looks like super genuinely concerned for her. Yeah. That. Yeah. So that could be him perceiving yeah. her freaking out and being something That's that she's not, too. right? Yeah. Like maybe. Yeah. Was the was there the uh, fuzzy television thing? Yeah. Came right before. Talk. Yeah. Yeah. See, yeah. to me. Like, I've never watched any of it not thinking it was not possession. Yeah. I've thought that everything was supernatural. <laughs> supernatural. supernatural. Yeah. yeah. I've I never. I did, that came up on one of your podcasts where mm-hmm. somebody said that it was all psychological. Right. And I thought, whoa, I didn't even consider that. <laughs> yeah. I just assumed it was all supernatural. So when I saw that, it's like, oh, yeah. Totally. She just transformed for a second. <laughs> yeah. Some it got inside her for yeah. that. Right. So is this second. a standing kind of debate in the fandom for the show? Yeah. 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 Okay. Is it it's... is it psychological or is it supernatural? Or is it both? Or is it both? Is it both? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, but how? Reasonable. Okay. But how can you say it's supernatural when the whole Bob thing? Okay. Because obviously, exactly. obviously, she has deluded herself so much to cope with the fact that her father is raping her that she has put an image on her father's face as it's somebody else who climbs mm-hmm. through her window at night mm-hmm. so that she can mentally deal with it. Yeah, that, no, is, that is one way of looking at it. That's one way of looking at it. They drew Bob. Yeah, other, people other people have seen, have seen Bob, too, right? Too. So that's the other thing. Aren't him, so. It's so complicated. Yeah, that's that's what the issue is, is that so there's so many different <laughs> ways of looking at it. Yeah. That I And I don't think there ever will be one no, Final no, like answer. Lynch does no. not answer questions, uh-uh. so you're not going to get a, a simple yes or no. But they're this. both valid, I think. Yeah. I think a lot of people have problems with that idea because then it makes it feel like Bob exists as part of Laura, and they don't like that idea. But I think, I think it makes it makes yeah, sense psychologically. Yeah. But I still think that there has to be some element of the supernatural in it. Like I really don't know where I. But yeah. But I think in this moment, my personal belief is that yeah, she. In order to convince Bob, or sorry, in order to convince Harold that 
something bad is really going on. She he showed him. Said the incantation, of- fire walk with me, and then was either taken over or the or evil her part double. of herself. Yeah, her yeah, double self. Yeah, her, could other be self, her shadow self. So yeah, there's again, yeah, there's lots of ways. Lots she of does ways. look a lot like the doppelganger Laura, like the lips yeah, yeah, same yeah, shade of yeah. like orangey color. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. teeth yellow. Uh, yeah, I also just jumping in there. Uh, totally felt bad for Harold for the first time in the whole series. <laughs> I have to say, he did look really upset. And Super concerned. And it was like yeah. like the cord was just being ripped. Like that's what her his one access to the outside world yep. was her delivering meals and sleeping with him. Probably. <laughs> Most likely. Most likely. Yeah. Uh, and it's just gone all of a sudden. Like, I'm like, wow, that, that does suck. I'd like to have that just go like that. So, yeah, it was. Uh, Poor Harold. Poor Harold. Poor Harold. Well, wasn't he drinking a martini before she showed up? <laughs> he's always drinking. Or wine or something, yeah. <laughs> but that's yeah. the thing, like, he's looking forward to it, right? Yeah, so, oh, yeah. yeah. It's like he's getting ready for her to come over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Which is His meals like, on wheels. Did, did she call him and tell him she was on her way? Like, Maybe Harold just always has wine. I yeah, think that's I think true. He's just, he just always is drinking. <laughs> yeah. Maybe she always too. comes at a scheduled time or something. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, but maybe. I think in this moment she, she was showing up because she found because the of the diary. I don't think it was a scheduled mm-hmm. visit. No. But. Um, the next scene, we come back to the Palmer house and we see Laura under the fan, and there's the the I think there's the electricity sound. And we hear Bob's voice. Yeah. Uh, tell her, I want to taste through your mouth, is what he says. And she almost looks like she's in a kind of religious ecstasy or a sexual ecstasy, yeah, maybe? Yeah, that's what it looks like, yeah. I don't know how to interpret I that. I say but... sexual. Yeah, I thought, I thought just... again, this was like a spiritual thing. Like, she was literally being invaded by a spirit or something was transporting her to the place that we go. Because right after this, um, we get a quick couple shots of uh, the, the static again, I think. And then there's the red room curtains. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then from there, we go to we Philadelphia. Go to Philadelphia again, <laughs> and there's Agent Cooper once again. Um, and who's he talking to? Is it Albert? Albert. Okay. Albert. What does he say? Well, he's saying that there. Uh, he's he repeats basically what he said to Diane at the end of the Deer Meadow sequence, mm-hmm. where he thinks that the killer is going to strike again, and he thinks he knows that he and Albert will solve this murder together. And Albert decides to test him and say, uh, "Well, tell me about." who the next murder victim will be. And he says, Will the next victim be a man or a woman? A woman. All right. What color hair will she have? Blonde. Tell me some other things about her. She's in high school. She is sexually active. She's using drugs. Albert has that great line. Well, damn, Cooper, that really narrows it down. You're talking about half the high school girls in America. Um, <laughs> but uh, but Cooper says that at this moment, she's preparing a great abundance of food. And we flash back to Laura, who is actually preparing at a great abundance R, of food yeah. at the double yeah, R. Right. I think this is all meant to just kind of cement their connection to one another. And for, you know, Olivia and Simon, you haven't seen the series, but they do have uh, Cooper first encounters Laura in a dream. After he's come to... Well, he's had the dream before. He's dreamt the room Laura's before. Had a dream Laura's had the dream of Cooper before is. she's killed. And then Cooper has the same dream of her after she's died. Yeah. Got it. A couple days yeah. later. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they have some sort of connection in some way. Um, yeah. So they, they do that. But then, yeah, it goes to her prepping a meal on wheels. Yeah. 
Um, and then she gets interrupted by the Chalfonts, or the Tremonts. However you want to call them. The grandmother and her grandson show up with the creepy picture that Olivia really was confused by. Why would you accept this photo or this painting or whatever it is? Why put it on your wall? wall. If somebody gave me that, I would burn it. (laughs) Yeah, it's very strange. Especially if, like, the son is, like, man in a mask who's looking for your diary. Oh, my God. That's that's the interesting part is that, so she gives this, she says, the grandmother tells Laura this would look good on your wall, and the little grandson says that... This is right after Laura has given the diary to Harold. She's probably still shaken up by this whole thing. So to hear that that Bob is now looking for her secret diary, she panics, freaks out, and takes goes off. Home. Leaves Shelly with all the Meals on Wheels stuff. Yes, and goes home. Yes. Where she sees Leland leaving. No, well, well no, okay. First. She goes home and she goes up the stairs and she sees Bob. In uh, her room. And that super scary shot. That every time, like, because it's the sound, like, it screeches yeah, yeah, yeah. before you see it, and yeah. then you open it up. And... But it's not scary because his face is so ridiculous. But <laughs> <laughs> like, like, doesn't hey. the sound, like, freak you out, though? The sound, uh, but then once you, once you like, see, when you oh, see yeah. his coat, you're kind of like, holy crap, somebody's there. Yeah. But then when you see his face, you're like, oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> this you guy might be the only person guy. in the yeah, world who's not, not afraid of Bob. Bob. Did you find him creepy? Yeah, that there was this weird, super close zoom in shot of his tonsils. That's right. I thought was a weird kind of graphic image choice that you'll see a lot of tonsils just by. (laughs) (laughs) That is unsettling. He screams at her too, doesn't he? He Or like laughingly, yeah. Yeah, and then she she runs out the house. Yeah, Yeah. and then she sees Leland leave the house. Yeah, Yeah, and she's. Can't it's be kind of the yeah. So did you guys interpret that as as a connection between Bob and Leland? Was that well, clear okay, to you? Here's the or? confusing thing for me. As I was watching, I realized you don't know who Leland is. When nope. that guy He's walks out the house, yet. Yeah. yeah, you're like, oh, oh yeah, you haven't been introduced as like yeah, that's her father. I, I didn't know. I was, <laughs> all, yeah, I was right? like, okay, some guy. <laughs> like, didn't, yeah. yeah. So, so how did you read that scene then? I was really it? confused. Were you? Yeah. yeah. And I was just like, I was appreciating like her, I thought her freak out was like really genuine. So yeah. I was like, okay, I'll buy into this yes. and like, I'll be freaked out with you. Yeah. I don't really know why. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay. That's another reason why I don't think this could be a standalone film because you, there's too many loose ends loose and, ends and things that you need to know yeah, before you, you have watch to this. Yeah. Like her father. Like her dad is, yeah. And hearing you guys talk about how the FBI agent, I guess, talked to her in the dreams. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. my big question when that scene happened was, how does this guy have this information? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like, is this a mm-hmm. serial killer across the states that they've been tracking? That sure. Because right now you're saying there's one death. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. It. Why is he saying know. there's a pattern right. with, yeah. 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 with this? It's, <laughs> yeah. 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 No, it's true. Yeah. yeah. No, that that but definitely is is. There's yeah. There's a lot of things that would just be like odd or confusing. I think if yeah, if you hadn't seen it before. Because I'm with you when I saw like the that guy Leland. I guess leave the house. I was super confused. Yeah. Why. yeah. Who's this guy? Yeah. Why is, this why is, why she, is she yeah. so scared of him? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Why does she say it's not him? It's yeah. not him. Yeah. Like yeah. Okay. So, so uh, was there a scene cut? Um, yes. From earlier, where they were having breakfast. They had breakfast together. Which like my favorite cutscene. Yes. It's, it's, they're not it having breakfast, awesome. they're having dinner, I think, but where he tries to teach them to speak he's Norwegian. Teaching them Norwegian. Yeah. That is my favorite he scene. He brings in his axe. It's one of the few oh, scenes yeah. that was cut from Firewalk with Me that we think 
was would have probably done well to stay in. That Lindsay thinks. I think all the scenes that were cut add a lot, except for there's a couple that aren't great. But that would have also probably made it a more standalone film. Yes, there really possibly because it would have like been that. introduced to Leland yeah. and yeah, Sarah. You would know his that's her father beforehand. leaving the house. Yeah. Because yes, you're right. As it is, you don't really know who it At is. All. But she has this reaction to seeing this person walk out. And she and can't hides believe. In the bush right in front of her house. Well, yeah, no, but it's, I mean, it's, it's two houses down, pretty, pretty close. Yeah. She drops the picture yeah. and she and she freaks out and, and it is really gripping. Like you know, you're right, Olivia, that it's like it's a visceral feeling. Like I you will cry. Say her with acting her. is great. It's yeah. phenomenal. Like, Cheryl really, Lee should have won an Oscar for this. She wasn't nominated for anything. If you can believe it. You know what it. though? I yeah. think that she well, carried the film because <laughs> oh, without for her sure acting, it yeah. would have been a way bigger flop than it was yeah. probably because she does she, such a good she job. carries the whole thing. Yeah. So, well, it's her story. She's in, like, every scene. Yeah, she does a really good job. Really. What's even more amazing is that she was literally hired to the, do the pilot just to be a dead body. Yeah. yeah. She, wasn't, she was she hired was for a couple of days. She was just hired she as a model. Like, well, yeah, she was a she did, like, theater Local stuff, theater, yeah. In Seattle. And then they found out she could act, and then she carries this film two years later. Yeah. It's kind of amazing. Wow. So, yeah, Cheryl Lee did a great I want to make job. one other comment, though. Do it. They put the meals in, on the wheels or whatever yeah. in the back of the car. Yeah. The cups are just like <laughs> <You're> jostling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How they place the trays in there, I'm like, that's not gonna yeah, last. That's no. You're gonna go around one the corner, corner and it's gonna be fun. everywhere. Yeah, that's I'm true. Shelly, what are you thinking? <laughs> <sighs> but I didn't take peeks once again. <laughs> her friend didn't seem that concerned for her either, or her coworker. No, she I mean, just did this big, I can't do this right now, and yeah. runs off looking super ass in her. And Shelly's just, just like, like, how about what? that? It, it also kind of shows that Shelly really wants nothing to do with Laura. Nothing well, yeah. Well, I mean, even in the scene where you see her and Norma talking, she's like she's shuffling like, some yeah, cards. She's like, I'm really busy. To... I can't. I can't help yeah. Laura. Yeah. 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 And you don't know why, but so That's in the series, Bobby, her Laura's boyfriend, is sleeping with Shelly, the waitress. Yeah. Got it. So she's be talking to Laura. Laura is sleeping with Leo, who is Shelly's husband. Yeah. So Shelly well, probably knows that all about the, that. Yeah, There's like this the quadrangle of... Everybody's oh, sleeping they with don't everybody know in the Leo's name. Because you don't see him and Shelly. You don't see him and Shelly together. There's the one scene in their house. Washing the floor. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Anybody will tell you that. God damn Anyways. That's enough. Yeah, yeah. Basically. So, yeah, then after Laura sees Leland leave the house... She runs to Donna's house and asks her, are you my friend? And that's where I, I think we really get that sense that Donna is this Her one safe confidant, yeah. 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 After after this has happened, she could have gone to anybody. And James, she goes, Bobby. Bobby. Anybody, she yeah. could have gone to Dr. Jacoby, yeah. her therapist. But she could have gone back to Harold, I suppose. Yeah. No, exactly. But she goes to Donna. Yeah. And I think that's important to... It comes... I think it, it's important for what happens later. Yeah, definitely. Um, But then we get... Palmer, the Palmer house, Laura comes back home and is interrogated. This is where you find out that Leland is her dad, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's asking about her dirty fingers. Uh, and it's so odd because he's like, sit down. We're going to have dinner. And then you didn't wash your hands before dinner. She just walked in. Like, it's it's kind of your you choice. Made her sit yeah. Down. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and he, he just like, he grabs her hands and he's like, oh, these fingernails are filthy. And he checks under her ring fingernail too, yes. right? Which is where they found the letter on Teresa Banks. <laughs> and he's like, "There's dirt way under that like, nail. Yeah. You have not cleaned did, your fingers." Did you pick that up? No. See, I was just so weirded out by the the dad really inspecting her hands. So weird. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. such a weird scene. Yeah. And it's so like if you get nothing before yeah. that, like 
the the scene that's cut, unfortunately, is is very similar. Like they're sitting down for a meal, but it's all very happy and cheerful. And so they end up laughing. Like it's it's yeah. like this, yeah, it's this kind of almost too, hysterically happy family. Yeah. 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 Contrasted with this scene where there's so like dark and hysterically upset. Yeah. It's just a, a totally Cats. different feel, right? And then he interrogates her about her necklace and asks her about her lover, which yeah. is just like. And then her mom is just like, they don't call they don't them lovers. Yeah. <laughs> like, but it's up, weird. It's weird, though, isn't it? Like, why would he call them lovers? And it's it's like a possessive thing, right? Like, yeah. he doesn't it's seem... like Yeah, he's like jealous almost. Yeah, or something. But then the switch, when she's like, she doesn't like that or whatever, and he's he turns her her and he's like, how do you know what she likes? Like, yeah, that is that's one of the creepy very things. sexual how he says that. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh. yeah. It is super, Very super yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But she does go up and wash her hands. She bawling the whole, the whole time. time. Yeah. I'm sure she did a couple bumps. You know, she had to get back into it. You know? Maybe. But she. But then when when Leland comes to visit her later at night, he's like, a, "Well, okay." Yeah. We First of all, sorry. Can we mm-hmm. just one quick pause there? Um, I love the way that that scene is shot uh, at the dinner table. Mm-hmm. There's. Just the color palette and the way the lighting is done, everything's yellow, and I don't yeah. know why that is. It's like bland. Yeah, it is. Everything it's like a, just bleak. Yeah, it's like yeah. a pastelish kind of like just blandness to it, and it's it's odd because like usually Lynch is very particular with colors, obviously red yeah. rooms and the blue rose and everything, but yellow is kind of this thing that he just kind of throws in there every mm-hmm. now and then. Well, there was that always that warm tone that the series had that was mandated by Lynch. Like he wanted that. Kind of warm wash over like everything. soap opera yeah that's how yeah, i related to it. it's like a very like everything has that same tone yeah, yeah so it has that visual look but then there's like the really dark like stuff like he's grabbing her and like like being really rough mm-hmm. with her and stuff mm-hmm. so i just thought that was a great mm-hmm. great little shot there yeah um but yeah sorry go on no that's okay um so it's nighttime i think laura's clock turns over it's like about 10 30 or something at night and we see leland and sarah getting ready for bed and there's that amazing shot. And this is where it's like Ray Wise as an actor. We've all, like, those of us who have seen the series are like, wow, Ray Wise is an amazing actor. But it's just this shot of his face where it changes from, like, this hard, like... And, like, nothing really changes, though. No. Like, it's just him. It just softens or something, yeah. and yeah. then he starts and, to cry. And I don't, like, his eyes, or, yeah. like, I think it's his eyes and his mouth. Like, there's just a subtle movement, and mm-hmm. it's, like, immediately from, like, Bob to Leland again, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, and I love beautiful. Sarah's reaction to him. So when it's almost like Sarah knows something, right? Yeah. It's like she knows when Leland is Bob. Yeah. Or when Bob is Leland and she knows when Leland is Leland. Yeah. Yeah. Because she turns around and she's very concerned and then and then Leland goes to visit Laura in her bedroom and he apologizes, apologizes and gives her this like really fatherly kiss on the forehead. Mm. And it would be like put yourself in Laura's position, uh-huh. right? Like no wonder she turns to that painting and, and asks the angel, is it true? Like, she doesn't know she what says? to think. That's what she says. I have no idea. So there's a lot of quiet lines here yeah. where I was like, a party? <laughs> but, yeah. Um, that also, yeah, it also it kind of, like, leads me to believe that, like, Leland even knows when he's Bob. Yeah. You know, like, he realizes he feels bad about, about it, starts like, crying, oh, yeah, and then yeah, has to apologize. Yeah. 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 It definitely conf- um, complicates the reading that you can get from from the TV series, yeah. which is that he had no idea. Yeah. I was slightly creeped out by the love theme being played during that. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yes. What? Yeah, it's a little... I, yeah, I guess... Or it's Laura's the, theme, right? Is it is Laura's it, theme? I think it's I thought it was Laura's love theme. theme. But I, yeah. Yeah. It is, it's the it's, music that plays when her When Laura's shot. body is yeah. discovered yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah, but it's like, it's, it is kind of like, yeah, yeah very... 
But yeah, he kisses her on the head, and that's when it starts. And I was like, mm. Mm. <laughs> it feels a little. <laughs> but that could icky. be a representation of it, like it's his fatherly love, not yeah. the no, yeah, yeah, possessive yeah. love. Yeah. You know? yeah, no, true enough. Um, anyway, she goes back up and gets the picture she left on the yep. lawn <laughs> and hangs it on her wall. <laughs> yeah, it's just she, baffled. she gets an idea because she looks up at the angel, and then there's uh, some flowers behind the angel yeah. that she kind of like the camera pans over, yeah. and she's like, "Oh yeah, flowers." There was the floral pattern on the thing. And that that's what jogs her mind to go Interesting. And get that. I never hmm. picked up on that. <laughs> uh, yeah, and so yeah, she goes out and grabs it, puts it on the wall, and then we enter. Well, yeah, she goes to Holy sleep. Shit. Yeah, we enter the. How can you sleep with that picture on the wall? <laughs> yeah, and she keeps looking at it before she falls asleep. Like, there's no way. It's like, it's like for me having my closet door open. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> things okay. And then staring at it, waiting for something to come out. You're yes, like, mm. awful. Exactly. So bad. So, so now, what happens? Well, she starts off in this kind of in-between space. She basically pops up, like, she enters the dream. Can in I say this the room. wallpaper? Yes. I've been wanting to say this the entire time that we've been doing this podcast. It's the same wallpaper that's at One-Eyed Jacks. Yes, in the TV series. Yes. Oh, really? It's yes. the same floral. Or very, pattern. very, very similar. Very similar. It looks hmm. more grimy, though. Like, yeah, it's been it looks worn and, worn or, and but darker. There's, like, been a fire or, like, Ooh, something fire. in this. But anyway, <laughs> anyways, uh, that's my contribution. Yeah, to that. she Sorry. jumps in to the dream and yeah. she's basically in front of the door. She walks through it and who's there? Miss Chalafon? Yes, the Tremont. grandmother. Tremont. Can we just uh, call her the grandmother so the we grandmother. don't have this fight so the between about the name? Uh, and then there's also, but behind, uh, before she follows the grandmother's uh, motions on where to go. There's the red curtains in the background. Yeah, which leads me to believe this is connected to the red room. That's like the, yeah, and it's the only real scene where that paint that picture kind of relates back to the red room. Yeah, but yeah. it's so weird because it's almost like that painting is what gets you to the red yes. room when we mm-hmm. all know that that's not the fact. Well, right? maybe there's well, more than one way to yeah, get there could, to the red maybe, room. Yeah, maybe for I Laura, never... that's the way, and then yeah, because yeah, they gave it so to her weird. specifically, right? Exactly. So, yeah, this it's... would look good on your wall. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so weird. Yeah. So then they, uh, she follows her around. Um, well, she, the grandmother beckons through a door, so Laura goes through yeah, the, door the next door and sees the grandson. Who snaps his fingers and light comes fire on. erupts behind him or in the corner. Yeah, and then the light comes on. And then does she wake up in her bed again for the first time? No, it goes to the red room. Oh, that's right. We get yeah. the first red room. Scene. Yeah, and we get the... So we see the ring that uh, Teresa had. The little man's holding it, right? No, it's on no, a it's pedestal. No, it's on a pedestal first. Yeah. And Cooper shows up. Yeah. And this is where um, the little man says, Do you know who I am? I am the arm. And I sound like this. And this is Olivia's next <laughs> favorite scene. He makes that whooping noise or whatever, which we've heard since... Before this moment, as it sounds like the electricity sound, I'm assuming that it's the same sound that's just been looped or or slowed down or altered in some way. Whenever we see power lines, there's like a whooping sound. Well, it's it's, but this is this is a human voice. Doing of course, the other it, one is yeah. like an instrument or or it's like it's a cello. It's a cello or a bass. Yeah, it, that's it sounds making like that sound. You can tell it's like a string. It's a string instrument because the way it's being when the yeah. electricity shows yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. In all the I elements. don't think so. Yeah, I, I think it's I'm pre- and I'm pretty sure it's been. Sent backwards, like I. That's it's the way it alters for sure. Yeah. but I think it's I a think... stringed instrument. But yeah, so we get that Cooper. Then, then, 
This the is the first man. Red Room scene, correct, in the movie? Well, we've seen the curtains We've before. seen the curtains This is the first one where you're actually yeah. in the room? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah? Okay. So the little man holds the ring up to the camera, and I guess we're to assume that this is Laura's, Laura's point, point of view. view yeah. And he holds the ring up, and then Cooper, Cooper looks at the camera and tells Laura, Don't take the ring, Laura. Don't take the ring. I also found this very weird up. that Cooper was in the red room. Why just, do you think I, that's like, I don't know, like, uh, your first introduction of the Red Room as, a, as part of the movie, and he's there, you know, he already, it's like he already knows what's going on, well, you know? Well, the, the chance, it could be that this is after the series. That's the yeah, yeah, time, exactly. right? There's a lot, there could be time travel. Yeah. Yes, there's there's a lot going But on. that's what I mean, like, it's just weird. I, I found it weird that he's in the Red Room all the time in the show. Yeah. He doesn't whereas, usually go in? Well, you see well, him there, but it's usually dream sequences uh, and stuff like that. Just to me, it was filmed differently yeah yeah it's weird uh but then laura you think maybe wakes up she rolls over in her bed and she pulls up her arm which is potentially numb falling asleep or Mm -hmm. dead too much cocaine too much cocaine yeah (laughs) that's what it does Uh, and then uh she looks to her doorway looks back and then all of a sudden there's a body in there with a bleeding nose and everything did that but here's the creepy thing she doesn't react at all yeah, she's like not, oh. she's more scared when the body's gone yeah, yeah. right yeah. and it's like what the, what? and like the scary music that. plays exactly was it wasn't donna was it no it was no. Annie. I, I thought it kind of looked like Annie, Annie. who's oh. a character from the series but it also didn't look couple. like heather graham playing her. it is i know but it doesn't look like it well because she's face all bloody um, and her hair is done a little differently. She's wearing yeah. a different. And she's wearing dress. a different she's wearing dress. Caroline's dress. She's wearing Caroline's dress from the, from the final. That's oh, what it is. <laughs> Annie uh, gives a little speech. My name is Annie. I've been with Dale and Laura. The good Dale is in the lodge, and he can't leave. Write it in your diary. So, um, and then Laura just kind of, whatever, looks away again, looks back, and then, yeah, she gets scared, opens why her does she? Why does she freak out? Because oh, because she has the gone. ring, She's think, still though. in the dream. I th- uh, yeah, so nothing makes sense in this sequence. Like, this is her still just dreaming, obviously, right? Right, but why would she freak out when the body's the gone? Ring. Yeah, her hand is closed. She turns over, and then she freaks out, probably knowing that she feels the ring in her hand. Like, yeah. fuck, I took the ring, like... Yeah, you know, right like, after he told me not to, and then it's like literally instantaneous. She wakes up. And no, she but she when she sees in, like, when she looks and the the space beside her is is, is empty. empty. That's, that's when the yeah the music, the music comes music, up, and then that's also that's when, when she finds the ring. So it's like that's when she the, the realization kicks in that she grabbed the ring. Yeah, <laughs> from yeah. a dream. We'll get to. I want to ask you guys about your whole interpretation of the sequence in yeah. a second, but let's finish going over quickly. Uh, then she goes to the door, looks outside of it, looks back at the painting on the wall. And then she realizes that she's in the painting again. And then she's, she sees herself. She sees it's herself. very similar herself. to the way Cooper saw himself on the monitors. Yes. But this is Laura seeing herself in, in a painting. the Black Lodge, in the painting. In, in wherever that place is. Yeah. yeah that would be the end for me, okay? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, see, we're, we would have been smart. Why? We wouldn't have put the painting on the wall. Yeah, we would have The painting's already been burned. But yeah, so. And then, yeah, and then that's kind of it. She wakes up in the morning. Yeah, and when she wakes up, the ring is gone. The ring's gone, and she's just she's like, not and she has this really funny look on her. She's like, what the fuck just happened? Like, mm-hmm. that's how I kind yeah. of interpreted it. But yeah. yeah, she's yeah she's kind of freaked, but she takes the thing right off the wall, and that's the end of it. <laughs> Good so, to <laughs> so the newbies, uh, what, how did you interpret that dream sequence? Like, did, you, did it make any sense, or was it just like, was it just craziness? Nothing? The... <laughs> Biggest thing that jumped at me was why was she so alarmed when she woke up and mm-hmm. she seemed more alarmed that the body wasn't there right. than there was yeah. a 
bloodied woman next to her that she woke up randomly beside. Like, that was yeah. weird for me. Yeah. 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 Uh, besides that, yeah, I thought I didn't fully grasp the connection with the mm-hmm. FBI agent mm-hmm. within the red tent that mm-hmm. jumped at me, but I wasn't sure how to connect the two yeah. of them. Yeah. Yeah. I think I maybe I was just, it was like, it was over the confusion limit. So I, I think by that point, <laughs> I just sort of decided to just go on feel. So <laughs> for me, the like those horror kind of sequences, yeah. um, I mean, I, I didn't enjoy them, but they were like so... Like unsettling. Yeah, and I just love... Couldn't what, look away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah I did that with those really... Um, I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it, but yeah. those... I think I just really... I don't know if I liked it or... Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how to describe no, it, but yeah, I yeah. just kind of felt it really yeah. strongly. He was doing this very strong, yeah. like emotional jumps between the music you had this uneasy instantly and then this like really happy all of a yeah, sudden right. really quickly yeah, yeah, when yeah. she was awake or so even like just... really calm right yeah, yeah. everything goes yeah. to like what's happening to just oh, oh she's, she's, she's good again she's awake it's yeah. happening yeah. it's filmed very yeah. well that yeah. way yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. it made you feel like that's real because that's, that's what how happens she's in feeling. real life yeah. when yeah. you have a nightmare of course the room is different the the music you know your sounds different everything's different when she wakes up you're like Okay, we're safe. Yeah. yeah. Just have but an immediate. Yeah. yeah. No, but you. you <laughs> no, I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No, that was. Yeah, I. I think it's really interesting. So just to watch. Yeah, it's. It plays with your emotions a lot for sure. Yeah. But I think what what the one interpretation of it is that this is the moment when Laura splits into good Laura and bad Laura kind of, and there's mm. there's a part of her that's now trapped in the in this space, and that's what the she sees herself trapped in that picture, and that maybe that's. A foreshadowing of what might happen, depending on choices that she'll make. Yes. Coming up. That's very true. Starting with the next scenes, which are yes, well, some drug deal scenes. Yes. So Bobby calls around asking he needs cocaine, and he first calls Leo, who's mm-hmm. who beats up his wife. Mm-hmm. And typical Leo. So all you need to know about no, Leo. Wait, Leo's the worst, world's worst motivational speaker. <laughs> <laughs> he says. Having a good attitude, that's the key. So if you said that line in a non-aggressive way, yes. it would have been very inspiring. <laughs> Instead, he yells at it, Shelly, and then smacks her. <laughs> so yeah. true. He is. He is the worst. World's worst. Very true. Motivational speaker. <laughs> I do love that uh, Bobby is like, um, are you telling me there's no Santa Claus? That's one of my favorite lines. Oh, yeah. just yeah, yeah. It's just funny. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, he strikes out with Leo uh, and he calls Jacques Renault, who mm-hmm. is the crazy Canuck bastard. Yep. Um, who, yeah, is going to set him up for a big drug buy. Next. Palmer House, late at night, Laura dressed up like a hooker, basically. She <laughs> Classy <laughs> hooker, okay? Let's, <laughs> let's be charitable. Escort. Yes. Yes. <laughs> And then Donna shows up in her bobby socks, and it's like, there has the never been a moment where the yeah. contrast is more clear between yeah. these two. So Laura, who, you know, days before has been like, Laura, or Donna, are you my best friend, is now like, I want nothing to do with you right mm-hmm. now. Don't wear my shit. Yeah, well, nighttime <laughs> is Laura time. That's what she said earlier. So Nighttime is my time. Yeah, when she gets protective of, because she does bad things, like yeah. go to the roadhouse, which is where she heads to next. Yeah. Um, Donna follows her, and... So before she walks into the roadhouse, yeah. she's confronted by who? The log lady. And Did you see Olivia she was holding her log? <laughs> Didn't even notice Didn't that probably. Notice that. No. Yeah, there so she had a log in on. one arm, and then she puts her hand up to Laura's forehead. and So like she's taking her temperature or something, yeah, right? Yeah, she's like a maternal figure, and she basically says, When this kind of fire starts, 
It is very hard to put out. The tender boughs of innocence burn first, and the wind rises, and then all goodness is in jeopardy. It's like a foreboding message for Laura. And it I think that really does tie into what she experienced in her dream because she's like warning her that you could be heading down a path that you can't turn back from. Well, and what comes next is nothing but fire. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's it's a really So bad when stuff. when Laura when the, when Margaret leaves and Laura turns and sees herself in the mirror, that kind of, or in the the window frame, it's like again, there's two Lauras. There's the Laura that we see and then there's the Laura reflected back at her and it's mm-hmm. like there's a choice she has to make, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that's why she walks into the roadhouse and there's this beautiful song playing and but she's very sad she's and devastated. She's, she's, she's really crying and it's, yeah. it's kind of an emotional Yeah, it it's it, odd though cuz it reminds me a lot of the the scene in the roadhouse where everybody right. else is crying in the actual series. Exactly. It's like when, that exact same feeling. When Madeline yeah. is killed. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, and and yes, then Donna shows up. Too. Yes. Um but it doesn't stop her from motioning to Jacques to go ahead with the uh, the meetup. The meetup, the like, yeah, sure. The arrangements, yes. yes. Uh, Which so, is, and this is where we find out that Laura is a prostitute. Yes. Well, how well. else is she going to pay for all that coke? <laughs> so, uh, so she, yeah. Two guys come over with drinks. And... Buck and Tommy are their names. Oh, when do you find out Tommy's name? It's in the credits. Oh, like yes. okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's awesome. Aiden's yeah, reading comprehension well. skills. Are a little... oh, I... No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, so, and she, like, kind of berates them a little bit. She's like, yeah. fuck the homecoming queen yeah. and grabs a dick and, like, just, like, gets really aggressive about it. Um, and they just kind of go along with it or whatever. Uh, and then Donna walks over and interjects, puts herself right in the middle of this and basically jumps along for the ride um, and we see way too much of Buck's tongue. That was a lot, a lot of tongue. It was far too much. Um, and yeah, Donna does a shot. But why does Donna do that? I think she's Why does Donna do that? I, I honestly think she's just trying to be like Laura. It's just her being envious of all the fun that Laura seems to you be having. You think she's envious of the fun? Or was it, but I kind of saw it as like Laura the previous had seen and said, you know, you're my best friend, you come along with me. And Donna's like, well, if I'm your best friend, I'm going to come along with you, whatever crazy ride this is. Just kind of, I I didn't even think Donna really fully realized like what she was getting into. She just saw, you know, oh, my friend's doing that. I'm I'm in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, It it almost seems protective in a way that Donna's like, because she sees that that Laura's crying and and she's crying in response. So, I mean, there's. Maybe some element of that. Well, yeah, and Laura's maybe? trying to push her away. She's yeah. like, Get, what are you doing here, Donna? That's yeah. And Donna's like, well, I'm here for you. Mm-hmm. And then that's when she kind of right. goes for it, right? Which is funny, considering what comes next, because Donna ends up in kind of trouble, yeah. I guess. Well, yeah, she gets roofied or drugged or yeah. something, right? Mm-hmm. And Laura fully we, we, knows about it. I think yeah, she, she I think she The way that Sean is filmed. She Exactly. So she let's let's back up. This scene is the... No, I thought they all took the drug. Oh, no, because yeah, they. So I wasn't sure there, because at first I thought they were drugging them, but then it looked like they were just like literally drugging all the beers. Yeah, and then I saw the other guy, the one of the guys, like passed out in his booth after. So I, I don't know. I'm. I was strategically passing the bottle so Donna would get exactly, and that's yeah, no, I think that's that's how I read it anyway. 
Yeah. yeah. I also was a, like a princess bride situation where they're just like, we'll just roofie all the drinks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're all immune. Yeah. yeah. Who knows? Yes, that's, that's perfectly valid. Um, but yeah, so this scene is, they call it the pink room. Uh, it's in, and it's also referred to as party lands. This party is party lands. Yeah. Um, and it's in Canada. It's in Canada. And Welcome you know that because you walk in and you can't hear a thing. No. Um, there's subtitles for all the dialogue lines. Uh, and it's... Uh, originally, though, in the first release, if I read this correctly, there were no subtitles. Really? So you were watching and you're like, what the fuck are you saying? Like, the whole time. Like, wow. And the volume was... Like, that... In the theater, this loud. was so loud. Yeah. Um, and David Lynch purposely did that. Like, you're supposed to be drowned out and just, like flooded with sounds so that you cannot make sense of whatever's going on, right? You're losing your direction. I like that that's kind of like he's he's relating to as if you were almost Donna, you know? Yeah. And the, and the, like, she's in a place she's never been before. Yes. There's loud music. She doesn't know what she's doing. Yes. Donna, yeah, she's on drugs. <laughs> I was going to say, like, Donna looks like me at every club I've ever been at. She's <laughs> like, I shouldn't be here. What is this? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was really well shot when she mm-hmm. was about to pass out basically right. that yeah. was a really what the world is where it's like that handheld shot and you're yeah. just kind of spinning around spinning. the room and spin around holy yeah. shit she's in the middle of a bar just yes. kind of keeps flashing it out yeah, yeah. Totally. it's also very very similar to the roadhouse in a lot of ways there's red lights there's, there's a band lights. on stage mm-hmm. there's a blue light bulb at one point which yeah. we saw um julie cruz the singer yeah, in the roadhouse with the, in the blue light so there's there's making links there, but yeah. well, the blue light is when this is the Canadian run at Pulaski walks in. So right. initially, it's just the the four of them, and they're just drinking and, and Jacques. Yeah, yeah and Jacques and the, the great went. The great went. Who's as empty as a fart? Blank, blank is a fart. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, this this scene is just like everyone's high is what this scene yes. feels like, right? Um, but then yeah, Ronette Pulaski uh, walks in and Ronette shows up when Donna kind of yes, disappears, yes, which after is she's been right. Yeah. Yeah. That she kind of she kind of is Replaces. now drugged and off on her own, and that's when Ronette shows up. Ronette comes in as the brunette replacement. Yeah. Laura always has a brunette. That's, yeah. So yeah. Yes. Again, this was a. Is this a character in the TV? Yes. yes. So Ronette is also the one at the end of the movie. Yes. With Laura and the drinker. Yeah. Who escapes? What? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That wasn't Donna. No. no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Huh. Yeah. Ronnie Plast is like the first real clue you get in the series to Yeah. What's yeah. Going on did you catch that? Yeah. Okay, I did not catch that. <laughs> <laughs> I was just, you know, focused on what's happening with Laura and we're like, oh her Donna's here too. Right. Yeah. Was right. Donna. It was no, not okay. Donna. That was, yeah, it was no, yeah. they make arrangements in this scene with Jacques to go to the cabin on Thursday night. So that's where Which the is two of them. She gets killed, yeah. Yeah. And uh, and this is where you get the connection between Laura, Ronette, and Teresa, who was another one of their friends. Another prostitute. Because Renette is also a prostitute. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, so they say that they worked together a year ago. It's been a year since she died. Yeah, Teresa died a year ago, and she was trying to blackmail someone. Yeah. They also get the hint that uh, Teresa called and asked about their fathers. Right. What yeah. Renette's and uh, Laura's fathers look like. Yeah. And Laura's like, what? She asked about my father? She's already suspicious of her father that yeah. he's there might be something going on there. So she's just curious and, and a little scared, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, so, it's kind of interesting because, like, she asked, like, Jacques, hey, she asked about my father, and Jacques just looks at her. Like, yeah. there's there's so many scenes of that in Twin Peaks, especially throughout the series, but also in the movie, where uh, <laughs> where someone asks like a pointed question, and there's just silence, <laughs> and then and then they never pick it up again, and you're just kind of like you're forced to deal with that. You're like, did he ask about my father? Mm, go sleep with that guy. Now. Like that's like, okay, granted, Jacques a dick, but um, but I think it just plays into that whole like the scene is so. 
disorienting. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, Everything just... is happening and. Yeah, Jacques, and Jacques looks like drugs. he's just so stoned he doesn't hear it. Yeah, yeah. What? exactly. Yeah, so it, it still works. It's just, yeah. Um, it's interesting. So, and yeah, uh, that's, is that the end of this? Nope, no, because no. we get, uh, how can you forget? Oh, yeah. Jeez. Escalates. It escalates big time <laughs> when Laura and Ronette um, and Buck have a little fun time in the booth, and Ronette sees Donna. Donna, and she asks, is that is Donna, that Donna Hayward? Hayward? And then Laura has this moment where the white light shows up on her, and it reminded me a lot of the scene in, in the series where Cooper meets with Ms. Major Briggs, mm-hmm. yeah. and he gets the printout with yeah. um, also, the also, white light. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Well, no, it just it washes out her her face, and it's and it totally cancels out all the red and flashing lights, and it's like there's it's like a moment of clarity almost where she focuses again on what's important, and what's important in that moment is getting Donna. Safety. Yeah, saving Donna. <laughs> the other thing that I noticed is her face and the way she's looking mm-hmm. and the exact way she stands up is the same way she stands up when she screams at the camera. Exactly, the and that's exact exactly what I wrote down. Body, exact same yeah. as when she screams because, at the camera. In the last because episode. she snaps her fingers at, at Buck, same. and yep. it's, that also is what yeah. she does in that's the red room. That's when the white light happens. And then when she screams, her face is the same. So it's almost and like. Her body, those, too, when she gets up to the booth is the exact same as when she's It's almost like those moments in the red room are like echoes of. What her last days. Yeah, for sure. It's kind of creepy. Yeah. Sorry, that's a lot of serious stuff. But yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's great. She runs over, she slams the guy away, and like the, she yells at Donna for taking her her. her but there's sweater. no subtitles in that. Part. No, uh, but you can kind of hear. Well, I think you can read the lips too. The other thing that bothers me is it looks like Donna is completely aware of what's happening in that scene. Well, she doesn't look out of it. I, she looks out of it enough. She looks like she's just really drunk. Like she's like happy drunk. Yeah. But. She's I'd assume she would have been so... passed out though. That's like what, yeah. like she's passed out. This guy's taking advantage of her or whatever, and not like awake and just letting him. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's just how. I yeah. It. Well, like movies, they don't, they don't make you fully pass out. Yeah, like you're not never, actually never been passed roofied. Out. Yeah, I can't tell. <laughs> Sorry. Lindsay did it. No. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? <laughs> this is how Aiden and Lindsay met. Actually. A roofie party. Wow. In the pink room. That's weird. Well, that is how most Canadians spend their time. Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. I wrote my note was like, this is just a regular Canadian origin. I don't see what the big deal is. Like, we have to conserve body heat. We don't fucking one room. It's like... I, I like that David Lynch breaks down these stereotypes Canadians and really reveals us for what we are. It's great. Question actually, yeah. this may be for like another time, but I just though I was thinking a lot about his representation of women, and mm. I don't know, is there like a, a reading of it like as feminist, right? I couldn't quite yep. get yeah. what, there's, what there's like, lots of it in sexuality and, and not morality. just Twin Peaks. Okay. Yeah, there are a lot of yeah, a lot of people who read them as very misogynistic, but then I think this movie is where and and his like obviously David Lynch loves Laura a lot and that's why he returned to her story and he really wanted to tell her story but um, there are a lot of feminist readings and a lot of feminists who really love this movie because of the way that Laura kind of asserts her identity and her mm-hmm. power over her story in this film Yeah, cause... and then it changes like all of his films after this began exploring the subjective experiences of women so a lot oh. of his films like Mulholland Drive um, yeah. Inland, Inland Empire is like a three hour 
uh, like expose about what Laura or uh, what Cheryl, Cheryl Lee went through filming this movie. It's about an actress who kind of takes on a role and it becomes her whole life, and then mm-hmm. she slowly goes crazy and like, but it's all disjointed. Because that's what Cheryl Lee said chaotic. happened to her. Like she was yeah. so, she became Laura Palmer almost, and like they published the Secret Diary of Laura Palmer. It's like a book you can buy and read. And she says even to this day when she sees people walking around reading it, she's like, it feels like it's a, vi- a violation. It's like it's my diary that people are reading. Wow. So it's like it, yeah. It's it's kind of a weird. Yeah, it's it's but. yeah, it's really. But yeah, there, there are lots of different ways of reading it. And and this is really more interesting because in the TV series, Laura's just a dead body, right? So like she literally has no agency. Or, or a dream sequence. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But there's not much to her, um, whereas the movie is all, all about her. her. And yeah. it's, it's really about her trying to survive and do the best she can in this mm-hmm. really it's, shitty situation. It's even kind of weird to like rewatch the series after watching Firewalk With Me because you don't realize how little Laura is yeah. in the show, mm-hmm. you know? Like, whereas She's after there. you've seen She's the movie, it's there. like... You know all this about her, but like in the show, there's no real. Yeah. She's not dominant, you know? No, yeah. So that was that scene. So yeah. I, that's my, I think, my favorite scene. In the yeah. Really? The, yeah. the pink room scene? It's Me so too. Shot. Yeah. That's that was the scene, favorite. Olivia, that you said was the turning point for you, yes. where you really started to get sucked into the story. Totally. Right? Yeah. 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 Why is that? Is it just the way it was filmed or the way it was, the sound was presented or? Yeah. I think it was definitely the way it was, like, it felt yeah. like you were there. And also I was thinking a lot about, like, like her kind of the way she owned her sexuality, but right. was being a little bit put upon. Like, I just found it really interesting, kind of her strength and you know these the traumas that she had gone through i think that kind of started to come through the complexity of her experience a little bit that Mm -hmm. yeah was sort of what it was yeah Yeah. no it's true that's a very telling moment in the movie and her character for sure Mm because she still wants to protect donna like she still has a a good side she brought donna there thinking she could be corrupted or something like that but then in the end she kind of changes her mind and and well and i I think it signals laura's strength like her inner strength that even if all this bad stuff is happening to her, she's still not going to, like, stoop to the level of letting other people get hurt. She'll hurt herself before she'll let anybody else get hurt mm-hmm. around her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of what the log lady was, was hinting at, is that there's a path you can go down where if you start hurting other people, you'll never come back from that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And well, I think that's how... She can tell us how guilty she feels. Of course. Yeah. When they're on the right, couch. exactly. Yeah. Their debrief, right? Yeah. Which is like, yeah. hung over Donna. <laughs> Yeah. Like, how did I get here? Yeah. yeah, she's so confused. And then, but she asks a very pointed question: Why do you do it? Yeah. To Laura, and Laura again doesn't fucking answer because yeah. it's David Lynch. Um, well, no, I don't think there is an answer to it. It's not well, that it's David Lynch. Don't be dismissive of no, it. No, but uh, no, I'm just saying, like usually it's a, in dialogue, people respond to questions. Respond, like right, but it's a tough <laughs> question, and, and oh, absolutely, Laura yeah. can't say to Donna, "Well, my father well, my is raping, raping me, me since for." I was 12, yeah. you know, she didn't really even know that it was her father yet. Yeah, exactly. That scene. Yeah, you know, that's true. She, that's true, but she suspects very yeah. strongly. I think. Yeah. I but, think the whole reason why Laura does it is just like to kind of hide her emotions. Like, yeah, so she doesn't want to feel. Yeah, you she's know, just coping. And, crap, mm-hmm. so she yeah. just goes to parties. Mm-hmm. And yeah, drugs and whatever, right? Yeah, drugs and sex. And whatever happens, she feels like she deserves it if yeah. something bad happens to and her. It's also like she, she takes control of those situations just to be yeah. know, in control. She chooses mm-hmm. to do that because it's her choice. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah exactly. Right? Yeah. Not like exactly. she wants to do it, but she chooses to do it because yeah. she can. Yeah. 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 As opposed to when Bob invades her space, when which she, is Yeah, she no doesn't control. have a choice. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Although when we get to that scene, that's interesting. Yeah, we'll talk about that too, but... Um, so yeah, then we get, Leland picks up Laura and takes her to, where are they going? To just pick up their mom? I think they're meeting mom for breakfast, right? Okay, that's right. Um, yeah, I never understood that scene. 
And like, are they what in Twin mean? Peaks? Like, it yeah. looks like they're in a cowboy town. Like, it doesn't even look like <laughs> Twin Peaks. Well, see, this is, well, this Twin is Peaks is confusing. Like, is it a small, dense, like, right? like small town, or is it like just, just a big community? Spread. They're on like a dirt road. Yeah. And like the the buildings are all wooden. It yeah. doesn't look like Twin Peaks at all. Like, I was so confused. Well, it's just it's just another area of Twin Peaks. Ah, it's out in the woods doesn't somewhere. Make any sense. <laughs> anyway. But anyways, yeah, they. As the establishing shots right before that was all just woods. Yeah, right? that's, yeah, exactly. yeah that's true. Yeah. Yeah. It's out in the middle of nowhere, maybe, yeah. Now we're in Texas. Yeah. <laughs> it's very clear, like, the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> 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 maybe, it was maybe it was a dream. <laughs> It's all a dream. It's all a dream. We live inside a dream. So anyways, uh, while they're driving there, this uh, camper van pulls up behind them. And you actually hear the... Mm -hmm. uh, As Uh, Mike is pulling up. Mm -hmm. Uh, Don't know if anybody else knows that. Uh, And Laura and uh, her father are both very concerned. And she asks, is that burning? Is there something wrong with the engine? Which is also from the series when spirits or people come around, usually there's a smell of burnt oil. Um, So that's another little tie back there. Um... And then, yeah, so this scene is amazing just for, like, it feels so chaotic, but it's so simple. It's just, like, just there's a man stuck. crossing yeah. the street who gets stuck, and so there's a locking truck that stops, <laughs> and they're stopped behind that, but, like, the the camper pulls around and circles back and starts screaming at Leland and Laura, um, and it's really disconcerting because, like, there's the horn, there's the engines so, revving, and, and there's so a dog sound. barking. The logging yes. truck is so loud yes, that the idling exactly, engine is, yeah. like, that's just... Yeah, like right the in front of the dominant dog. sound you can yeah. hear. It's yeah. like you're almost in the. the and then everybody's them. screaming. Yeah, yeah. and right. the horns and everything. And, and the. Fuck, that scared the shit. <laughs> <laughs> and the engine revving and shit. Like, yeah. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's insane. And then. Um, so there's no uh, there's no subtitles for this scene, but you can kind of hear a little bit of the things that he's yelling at Leland. Yes. Having he's talking watched about, it many times, he says that you, you stole, stole the corn. corn. <laughs> from the from a can above the convenience store. Yeah. Um, he talks about, talk about a placid look or a look of yes. I think he's referring when the to plug is when the pull, like a formica table. Yes, uh, but he says when the thing is pulled, when there's yeah. a cord is pulled or something like that, there's a stillness, mm-hmm. um, just like the formica table, and people and thought that yells, that's perhaps um, uh, about Laura after she dies. Mm-hmm. She has that really like, like the scene the the shot of her in the series is of her very calm face when they pull her dead body out. Right. And there's a stillness there and a quietude, and it's like she's finally at peace after mm-hmm. a fairly shitty life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so people have said that perhaps he's seen into the future in some sense, and he's saying uh, this is a good thing that Laura will actually die. It'll actually be a positive thing. Um, but yeah, and what else? Does he say He shows the her the ring. Yes. And he's holding it sideways, and he shows her the ring, and then, and then screams, it's your father. But you right can't as she's hear, screaming, yes, and right as Leland's screaming, everyone's yelling all at the same time, and then he pulls away. Yeah. Um, and then that's when the tra- logging truck goes, and then uh, Leland drives off into a, an auto shop driveway. I don't know Garage. what it is. It's just a shop of some sort. It looks like a service cowboy station. Saloon. Service station. Yeah. And it's interesting there, because even when he pulls up there, the, the service guy is like yelling at him, and then he's still talking. The service guy's lips are moving, but he goes silent, because mm. you just get this buzzing in Leland's ears. It's, again, just... Really amazing audio production. I have no idea what that means. <laughs> like it just it just adds to the feel of chaos there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then uh, they just kind of sit there, and then this is when you start getting the flashbacks about uh, Leland. Leland's involvement with Teresa Banks. Yeah. Um, so the first one I think is just uh, he saw her picture and says she looks like his Laura. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. they they're sleeping together, and he covers her eyes and threatens her a little bit. Says who am I? Yeah, and she doesn't know. Um, 
And then they lure in him talk a bit. And he has that great line. Have I met him? No, honey, you haven't met him. Have you met him? No. <laughs> I love that line. I thought it was hilarious. Uh, and then, yeah, he's just like, oh, what's the world coming to? It's very... This is more of the Leland that we see in the TV series almost, yeah. too. He's like, oh, my God, this is the worst thing in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, it goes back again, and it's him after he's arranged to... Uh, <laughs> have a bit another american style orgy in a motel room uh and uh with uh, and he walks in and he sees that the other two girls that he's brought that Teresa brought with him is runette and laura and that of course freaks him out um and he buggers off gives uh Teresa the money runs away and then the little kid jumps out yeah. The, yeah. the grandson oh, yeah. jumps out. But he's wearing a different mask, though, right? He's wearing the mask of the jumping man. Yes. Yeah. And with the horn coming out of his head. Uh, as opposed it's not to the just nose. the nose, it's the nose and the horn. Which is... Just extra confusion. What the hell does yeah. that mean? I don't know. He also has a little stick. stick. Yeah. That and I think it's a riding crop. Oh. Oh, okay. Because oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's very like similar to the, to like, the uh, jumping man in, in Above the Convenience Store is holding what looks like... He's holding a stick, too. Fan theory time. Uh, there is a theory that uh, the grandson is actually uh, Leland when he was a... It's, or a spirit that embodies Represents. Leland as a child. And so uh, this is the spirit of the little boy who was still innocent and therefore... Because he shows up here and he shows up really... Well, he's in the series. He's in too. the series, but... Um, but it's almost like the moments where the little boy has the mask off is when he's... Leland, when he has the mask on, he's Bob. But then that doesn't really explain. Or maybe it's when he's wearing the mask, he's Leland, and when the mask, the mask is, is off, off, he's Bob. I don't know. It's it's super confusing, but yeah. But that it does make me want to ask the question: When Leland sees Laura and Ronette in the room, is that Leland, or does Bob take over in that moment? Because hmm. if it's Leland, then he this whole time he's known that his daughter is a prostitute. Yeah. I think it's, yeah, hmm. see, that's the confusing thing. It could be both, so, right? It doesn't matter, really. It just, you know, adds an extra layer of complexity to that relationship. Yeah, mm-hmm. it really does. Which is already pretty complicated. Yeah, it's already mm-hmm. plenty complicated. <laughs> um, so then the, the, the ending of this scene is where Laura finally asks Leland if he came home the other day. And when she, when he replies that first he says no, and then he's like, no, I did have a headache and I stopped in. And I'm not sure how to read Laura's reaction there. What did yeah. you guys think? Like, is she relieved that he said that he was home? Or had, is she pretending to be relieved? Because she does kind of seem... Her voice kind of changes and she seems yeah. happy. Yeah, because he, he asked what she was doing. Oh, and she's right. like... she's like, Oh, it's just down the street. She sounds so, like, enthusiastic about it, but I think that's her covering up. Really? Like, oh. Could be. See, I read it totally different. How did you I, read it? I read that she was in shock. Okay. Um, and when he asked her... Like, how did you see me? Where yeah. were you? She's, like, trying to come up with an excuse. Like, yeah. he wouldn't know that she mm. was right. in the house. Right. Oh, I can see that now, too. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense, too. Yeah. Because yeah. I, can't, I can't see her being relieved she about this at all. Because so long to come up with an answer. Yeah. 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 yeah no. But why does she ask if she doesn't want the answer that would absolve him? Yeah. You know, like, I got the sense that she asked, and then when he said, oh, I had a headache... She has a little bit of relief, but she's still doubtful. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like, why else should, would she ask if... There's no answer that could possibly be good enough. But isn't that a bad thing that he was home? Because that would mean that... No, because then if it's if it's Bob is a separate entity, then it's not her father. And then she doesn't have to worry about having been raped by incest for the last six years. Just this random just Bob rape. dude. Yeah, just yeah it's just regular, regular rape. rape. Not incestual <laughs> yeah. rape. So it's like one less thing to worry about in that case. But Demonic I mean, rape. Yeah, I don't know. It's... 
It's a mess. Yeah, it's it's, it's very it's very complex. Yeah. But but it is that night that Laura pieces together the, the ring that she saw on the man's finger is the same ring that Teresa had. It's the same ring from her dream. So she mm-hmm. figures that part out. And then we get a scene of, of Leland flashing back to murdering Teresa. Yes. And you do, and you do get the those shots of the trailer, Leland. which don't match the trailer that yeah. Chet Desmond mm-hmm. and Sam were in again. Yeah. It's a different trailer than that one. Yeah. So that adds a little bit to that theory. That... Right. And that's a bit of a different read on his character because the way I saw it is he was like just so completely freaked out by seeing his daughter that way. Right. And then he already felt weird about like, you know, sexually yeah. about her anyway. And then... Like, not thinking she's blackmailing him, he just, like, freaks out, which right. is a little bit yeah. of a different... No, yeah, that's totally murder. reasonable. That's yeah. kind of how I viewed it the first time. That he murders Teresa because of... Yeah, she just... Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah he just right. freaked out. Oh, is, the, is there a TV in the scene where he's killing Teresa? You don't Do you see, see it. it? You it don't? Okay. Know. I was just wondering if I missed that, because that would be a... Good yeah, that'd be a very clear yeah. Yeah, connection. Um, yeah. So the next scene is the... like I don't know, it's, it's that scene with the drug deal in the forest... Where Bobby kills a guy. Yeah. Yeah. Probably the funniest scene in the whole movie. Yeah, it is. In this this Super creepy. Yeah. Yeah. It's still super creepy. Yeah. Yeah. So they do this. So Laura's hammered out of her mind. They're doing some cocaine in the woods, waiting for this drug deal. And then who comes in? You guys probably wouldn't have caught this because I didn't notice until the first like four times well, I watched it. Take a guess. Yes, it's the detective. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's the sheriff's yeah. deputy yeah. from yeah. the Good. from I'm glad Meadow. I noticed that. He was the one who has the drug problems that they were talking about. Uh, Chet Desmond was kind of deciphering at the start that there was someone potentially had some drug problems from Remember the Lil? guy grabbed his nose? Yeah. Oh, that's him. That's, that's him. him. Oh, okay. So he was okay. a drug dealer on the side. It totally yeah. makes sense why he just grabs his nose and it causes him so much pain. He yes, does so much blow. So it was easy for him to, like, I thought he broke his nose, but if it's already... Yeah, no, yeah. he's just yeah. flame yeah. All right. Makes so it sense. looks like he just grabs his nose. Like it doesn't look yeah. like he like yeah. breaks his nose or anything. It yeah. just looks like he grabbed it, which is like makes sense. That's I wow. don't do a lot of cocaine. Well, so no, like, but like no, no, but it makes sense why like he's the same guy in the woods. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. This is the first time I was like that. Looks like the detective or the mm-hmm. the deputy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's no, I cool. totally I missed that. that. Yeah, the first yeah. like three times. Seriously, I missed it. Uh, Bobby shoots him. <laughs> Twice. Three times, personally, doesn't last once. time, back of the head, blows his brains out. It's yeah. pretty gruesome. It so is really gruesome. This changed my view of Bobby Did from it? the show yeah. completely. Yeah. Because Bobby in the show is like a all jerk. Talk. Yeah. And like all talk kind of. But you know? now yeah. you know he murdered somebody. Yeah. Well, we know from the pilot that, that James tells Donna that Bobby killed a guy. Yeah, but, the, but we don't really know. No. I, th- I felt like this scene was just put in there to... Kind of fill that story out so to that it was James true. More truthful, I guess. Well, but Bobby killed change. a cop at the start. Like, yeah, yeah. Does it, the show fall up at all? No. Then like, the police department of this town is just kind of like you know. Yeah. Well, he's a deputy <laughs> from a different town too. Yeah, he's oh, a deputy okay. from the Deer Meadow or whatever, right? Yeah. So, yeah. and chances are everybody knows he's crooked. So, like, nobody's really gonna go investigating. But nobody talks about finding his body or anything. Yeah. No. Well, they hit it so well. Yeah. Yeah. A good inch of dirt. A good inch of dirt on top yeah, that that was that was uh, that was the third. Olivia's favorite third favorite yeah. part was was the little the little piece of wood. Yeah. The, the one thing too, like I don't really think that it's Bobby necessarily being such a badass and just shooting this guy. I no. think he like genuinely reacts in fear, like holy shit, this guy's gonna shoot us. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I have a gun. Yeah. Shoot him first. Oh yeah, no, I guess it would be self so defense, quick, but... right? 
And they're so yeah. like they're drunk and on drugs, yeah. right? Like uh, they're already on edge. Kind well, of. Well, that's the he's an amazing shot for. That's the thing. That Three high, shots, right? all hits. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. In the dark. In yeah. the dark. Yeah. Right? Just yeah. a flashlight and your high girl from beside you. Like, <laughs> well, he's probably high. He did a couple bumps. So. He did, yeah. and he's drunk. Yeah. yeah. So, so I mean. Um. Yes. Yeah, so very poorly try to cover him up and then and Laura is hysterically laughing well Laura is and I feel like that's really like that's really telling of how far gone she is right yeah. that she's she's on so much she's self-medicating to such a degree that murdering a guy which normal people well, quote unquote her initial thing is still shocked but then sure. like five seconds later she's like oh yeah you but she's me. dealing with with some heavy shit herself yes. so I mean this is nothing right like <laughs> Well, I almost get still sense. something, but yeah. I know, but to her, it's not. Well, why That's does she say, like, you killed Mike? Like, why does she think that guy was Mike? Two um, options. Yeah. She's super high. <laughs> and everybody's looking like Mike. Um, he does have kind of the longish... Nah, it doesn't really look anything. Not at all. No. Like. Uh, <laughs> and the other thing is that this is just, like, she's... Uh, it's some sort of, like, spirit thing again that like yeah. this is a different mic this is the mic of the spirit world that she knows about the mic yeah. Yeah. yeah Mike and Bob right? I read that in an interview that Dana Ashbrook gave where he said that he interpreted it as just they were high out of their minds and that was because to him Bobby is not the kind of guy who is going to buy into the spirit world the spirit world anyway. yeah. yeah so he's reacting maybe Laura is but but at least well Bobby's and that would explain character. her her reaction a little bit more because if, if it's just a spirit that they've killed sure, or destroyed or something it's not a serious it's not a it's not a human person right um and dear metal f- felt like kind of like a dream world yeah, the whole time anyway itself. so this is if this is a dream character there's even a little bit of the the black lodge uh sounds playing a yep. little bit underneath mm-hmm. not much but when they're trying to cover them up so i feel like um yeah mike is a stand-in for all the lodge spirits is a possibility the other thing too like why didn't they just grab his wallet and see who yeah, was. see who you he know, is. Like, yeah. yeah, he's dead, so grab his wallet and see, maybe. Yeah. There's well, he probably wouldn't have brought him well, with him on a I, drug deal. And but plus, you're high. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, yeah. He's like, is it Mike? Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. that's how Mike mm-hmm. he is, yeah. Hmm. So, we get, the next scene is at the Palmer house. James shows up in yeah. the morning? Or afternoon or afternoon something. sometime. He just surprised James didn't just kind of give up at this point. <laughs> that she kind of he did this big, you know, you never talk to me anymore. Where were you? Yeah, and her answer is again. the equivalence of like a like a dot. Mm-hmm. Like he texts where are you at and she dot. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and then waters away. Pretty and much. James somehow <laughs> seems hopeful from this. Yeah, right. still has a chance. Well, yeah. he really loves yeah. her. I think like yeah. you do get the sense in the movie that yeah, yeah he really sure. really does care for her a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Uh, I think what's more telling about this scene is that um, Laura sees Leland on the porch and she's afraid. Yes. And he, I think this is the moment when Leland realizes who his daughter's lover is and yeah. that jealous part of him comes out again because it's that night that, that Bob visits her mm-hmm. in her bedroom, correct? Yes. Uh, no. I think it is. No, it's it's the it's same the night. It's the next scene. It's the next scene, yeah. yeah. Sorry, so I thought you said night. it was the next night. No, no, okay. it's that night. It is the same. So uh, Sarah Palmer sees a vision of a horse yes. right before all this goes down. So well, it, first though, Leland gives her the milk. Weird. Yeah, Leland weird. drugs her milk. Oh, that's right. Yeah, gives her the milk which leads me to believe that she's been heavily sedated the entire like oh, her, yeah. entire her entire life. life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, yeah. she's just oblivious. But, yeah. yeah, because 
even though she's sedated, she sees this white horse. The white horse. Which is something that she sees in the in the TV series. As well. Before so, Matt gets killed. The, so <laughs> that's what I was going to say. It's the pale horse. Yes. Which is of death, of death, death I think, yeah. right? Um, yeah. But here, nobody's dying. So it makes me think that maybe every time something like this has gone on, Laura or Sarah has seen well, Sarah the white horse. Sarah has some sort of supernatural powers or something like or yeah. some sort of connection to bob and the bad things that happen because yeah. she's a she sees him she's the first one in the tv series who sees him uh she sees the white horse and she has these. visions she has visions all the time yeah it's, um i believe it's her voice that yells laura in yes the, the fan, in fan yeah. scene yeah so she, there's something about her that's also connected to either the supernatural or whatever it is yeah um and we never really get a sense of this, except for in weird scenes like this, where she looks up yeah. and there's a horse there mm-hmm. <laughs> in her bedroom. Um, and yeah, so before... Oh yeah, you go ahead. No, I was just <laughs> going to say, while I'm while lost. Sarah is being drugged, Laura is drugging herself, right? She's taking a couple of lines of coke before bedtime, <laughs> Again, which seems completely <laughs> <laughs> counterintuitive. Um, but then the blue light comes on which we've we've already seen her interacting with this asking who are you and then when this blue light shows up again she kind of it's almost like she preps herself or something right well, like she starts to get first aroused all, it starts almost. it starts when leland turns on the fan yes exactly uh and that's she looks up and she sees it yeah and then yeah the lights start and yeah it's like it's like a practice it's like a rehearsed thing she's mm. like okay this is what we do next and so she doesn't like fight it or anything and nope. yeah it's it's like she's been, she's had this association of when the lights go on, I have sex. So she just, it's like a Pavlovian mm-hmm. kind yeah. of response, you know, yeah. like because lights go on. I'm And then funny. Bob shows up in the window and, and kind of like really creepily crawls across the room. Were you guys creeped out? That was yeah. a weird oh, yeah. scene. Yeah. 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 And, it, and it almost like, because she does react in a way that's, there's like two competing versions of her. There's the part that almost seems like she is kind of turned on by this. Like she's. She's succumbing she's to... She's engaged. It's not like she's just letting it happen. She's yeah. engaged in the act of yeah. sex. Yeah, yeah which, which like I mean, way. you hear about this with, with sexual assault victims who yeah. say, that, or sexual assault survivors, I guess I should say, um, where they, like, sometimes they do experience an orgasm or whatever, and there's a, there's guilt associated with that, right? So is that what is being depicted here, or is there is it more active for her that she's enjoying this? Or maybe she's... she's trying to make herself aroused so it doesn't hurt as much. Maybe, mm-hmm. yeah. Like I there's read about that too. Yeah. Sure. But then there's also the other part of her that is like, even though she's drugged, there's this like intellectual need to know who are you? And she's like grabbing his face and like, who are you? Yeah. Who are you? I love that she puts emphasis on you, right? Like she needs to know who this person is. And it's it's in this scene where where you finally get the... The big reveal. The big reveal when... For her. When... Bob becomes Leland. Yeah. And, and that, then she kind of passes out. I think that's when the screen goes black. I just yeah, well, she of, screams. And yeah. then, and it's, I've, I've wanted to talk about this ever since the, the our first episode. But in the script for this, they say she descends into hell. And that's ah. that's literally the description they give to it. Right. And I think it's apt because everything after this, she's just broken. Like, mm-hmm. the, yeah. she's yeah. just, she's shattered. totally wrecked after this. Um, did you guys, like, feel that that was, like, a rewarding reveal? Like, did it make sense for you? Like, oh my God, this is yeah. a big deal. Like, yeah. it was fairly big payoff. Well, because guys- I think went into the creepy after breakfast. Yeah. The next mm-hmm. morning. Yeah. With Leland, you know, why are you talking to us right now? And mm-hmm. your dad's on. So you're like, well, that's fucked. Like, yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. 
her psychological like spiral that that that's like when it gets it brings it all together yeah really. that's yeah. phenomenally done mm-hmm. i thought like yeah. it kind of starts you know with her seeing him leave the house and you're like okay and then i thought that was the moment when you're like oh okay this is and it just continues to that whole day yeah. like everything that happens at school with the time and everything yeah. like yeah. It, it's almost like donna in, in the club being drugged this is her version of that where like nothing feels real anymore yeah. yeah, and she's crying. Well, it's up in the bedroom after yeah. she leaves breakfast. Is that when Leland says, "I thought you knew it was me"? No, that's no. at the end in the that's dream. That's the end. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There though, he does say something, doesn't he? Well, he, he just wants to her. talk. To, he's like, I, "I would like to talk to you," or he says, "I want to talk to you at the dinner at the breakfast table." Yeah. Oh but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, and then she just says, "I stay away from." Yeah. Her. her face at the breakfast table is like yes. she's amazing. Yeah. In that yeah. Role, I feel like. Yeah. She's yeah, like she's t- hunched yeah. in, like she's just physically tortured. Like you're not there. looking yeah. at anything. And I've read, avoid. I've read some interesting theories that the reason that they chose that the the that Bob chose that moment to reveal himself to her was because she was almost she had this revelation about the ring and what the ring was, and that she was resisting being taken over by Bob so much that this was the last step to completely breaking her spirit was to reveal that it, it is your father. Mm. So then in this moment, like that next morning when she's just a complete shell of herself, it's mm-hmm. like she's now primed and ready for that night, which is when she's going to be murdered, right? Yeah. Which will make it easier for Bob to become her. Yeah, and that's that's one thing that isn't super clear because you just get it in the one mention that uh, in Harold, the guy in the cabin or whatever uh where she says bob wants to be me or he'll kill me right and that's really the only mention we get of what yeah. bob's desires are for this um well aside from the moment where he says i want to taste through your mouth yeah like, yeah, yeah. Okay. he wants to be her right yeah, yeah. So. so he wants to inhabit her body instead of leon's is the thinking right that night when Laura goes to see Bobby and she wants more cocaine it's kind of a heartbreaking moment i know we've we've already discussed how we maybe don't like Bobby so much in this film or our view of our views of him are different than they are in the series but but I kind of feel bad for Bobby in this scene where he's realizing that this this woman that he it's a relationship of convenience for her yeah yeah but I mean says like you you don't want me you want yeah Yeah. but I do feel like this is their their relationship is the one that that you would expect to find in a small town. Like, you know, she's a homecoming queen. He's captain of the football team or whatever. Like, these are two people who should be together. And then to find out that, really, she's just using him for the cocaine, it's like a, a reversal of what you would expect. And all along, he's sleeping with Shelley. <laughs> well, yes, but, yeah. I mean, yeah. we don't get that in the film. Yeah. But yeah. but he does seem really heartbroken still yeah. that she doesn't want him. And But even though he's like, it's okay. Like, here, you can have your cocaine. Yeah. And I also love that she says he wants to know where she's going. Like, he's so jealous. He thinks she's going to see someone else. And she's like, no, I'm just going home. She needs the cocaine to survive being at home. Like, yeah. I think that's just so you know, That's not where she's going. But No, it's not. I but think that was the original plan, but then James calls her. Well, yeah. but she they, already they said Jock to... and Leo was a totally separate arrangement. They'd said that. Yeah, oh, but she yeah. wasn't planning on going was... to see James. No, no. Right? Um, but in fact, when I saw her, when I heard her saying, I'm going home, she was really sad about yeah. it. I assumed she was going to her death. Like, I honestly assumed that, like, oh. she already knew what was coming for her. Like, I'm going home. That's I'm going home. It was my too. final. Yeah. Like, oh. the final oh. club. Yeah. So, I need it. I need it to tie me over is what she Yeah, said. she said, yeah, I just yeah, need yeah. tonight. Like, she's not planning past tonight. Like, wow. I feel like this is the end for her. So. Well, she does know. She does write in her diary that tonight is the night I die. That's right. Yeah. In the, the, in the series. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. but... 
Uh, Bobby's, yeah, his character's interesting. He, yeah. Like, he actually, he's like one of the few people who actually shows emotion in Laura's mm-hmm. funeral, mm-hmm. or, like, mm-hmm. he, it doesn't seem like he cares, but he actually does, mm-hmm. and all, when he gets arrested and everything. Right. For, whatever he gets arrested for. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Remember. Fighting uh, at the roadhouse. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Like when they... Parking like a dog. Yeah. Yeah, he, no. He, uh, yeah, he has way more invested in that relationship than yeah, she, she does, does. and yeah. that he ever really lets on to, to her. So, yeah. 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 It is sad. Yeah. As much as oh, you can sure. feel sad for Bobby. Sad <laughs> Um... So yeah, then we get Laura back home. Yeah, she says goodnight to her mom, and this is the the exact same lines that Sarah tells Sheriff Truman that she said to Laura the night that Laura died. And that was really, it's a hard scene to watch because you know that the next morning they're going to find her body, and this is the last moment she's going to have with her mom, and it's just, goodnight, sweetheart. Like, yeah, that's, it's tough. But then when you follow Laura upstairs and she's getting dressed for the night, and she's totally out of it, it's kind of a comedic moment. Like, it's physical comedy that she's, struggling with the phone and putting on her stockings and it's like it's kind of funny but it's also like it's super tragic it's it's a weird moment like it's very lynching i guess in that sense that you shouldn't be laughing at this but you almost but feel like you funny. might want to laugh because yeah. it is kind of funny yeah. lots of moments like that like a little twig is like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah like they just killed a dude but yeah, yeah. let's laugh, <laughs> let's at the laugh. Twig. yeah it's true um uh, yeah so james calls and she says i'll meet you in 15 minutes and right away she's like why did i say that yeah <laughs> yeah which i thought was really funny because like is she regretting agreeing to see james does she not really care for james or is it just do I not have time? Yeah, do I not have time? That's kind of what it felt like. Is like she's like, I don't have time for this. Like she puts the phone on. She's like, oh shit! Like I gotta get ready. Yeah, yeah. I gotta get this other stocking. Like, <laughs> uh, this is the this is the moment though where where her angel does disappear. Yeah. Yes, just vanishes right out of the painting. Right, yeah. and that's kind of foreshadowed. Or it's she's foreshadowed just, from the she's, before. She's a little shocked, and then yeah, yeah, that Laura thought that the angels were had abandoned her. Now it's literally, literally before her eyes has mm-hmm. gone. So. What does it mean? I had, I had like four questions about yeah. this. Is it like her foreseeing her death or her like loss of innocence? Or is she giving in to the, is that she's finally given in to the dark side of things? Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all the questions. Yeah. yeah I don't know <laughs> what the answer is. No, yeah. to that. I kind of bought into it as like, she's just like, that's all hope is done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's got nothing left to, yeah. to rely on. She right. knows it's over. Yeah. Like there's a yeah. symbolical thing for herself to realize that, like, it's over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the night she does. Yeah. Okay, but I have a question, though. Yeah. So you know how in the series, when she writes in her diary, tonight is the night I die? Yeah. Yeah, she's already given the but diary. she's already given the diary yeah. to There's Harold. a couple logistical problems. She gives, <laughs> she gives she Harold the secret, the secret diary. diary. She writes that in her... Actual diary. diary? Yeah. No, her no, last entry right. is uh, asparagus. I hate asparagus. Does yeah. this mean I'll never grow yeah, up? Yeah, you're right. No, it's in the secret diary. There's some logistical problems. Yeah. She Condemiers. FedExed that one. She I faxed it to on that She faxed it to Harold before <laughs> she went out the window <laughs> to see <laughs> James. Because James shows up outside her window on his bike. She's Red having like, like a bitch. secret meeting. <laughs> yeah. Posted uh, diary entry, so that was stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Love it. <laughs> it's so good. So true. Um, and actually, this scene was uh, truncated. There was in the extended edition. There was 
this scene went on because like she has to like sneak out the window and mm-hmm. then she's waiting for James and there's some tension because Leland's like coming out to look for her mm-hmm. and this is much better actually this part is because just like she of, just jumps on and yeah. goes and then Leland has that scary you guys both laughed when you saw yeah. that because he just kind of looks out the window with like a super scary face on well it's gonna like, slow down a little bit it's, yeah. it's it's a little over the top maybe yeah well yeah like this might be a different area too of not watching the show mm-hmm. that at this point I had totally forgotten that she was me and those two yeah. weird right. guys at the cabin. Yeah. My whole interpretation of this was she's now realized her father is also the the creepy guy. Mm-hmm. So she's now kind of take, taken biker guy up at, on his offer to kind of escape uh, from her father. Right, right, right. So I'm kinda, that's what I'm kind of seeing this yeah, scene sure. as, that she's like, Leland's being super creepy. She's trying to get away from him mm-hmm. now yeah. as her father. Mm-hmm. And then she kind of has this moment of... Where she's kind of accepts her fate, yeah, and she try, tries to tell him, you know, go off, right, basis on my own, yeah, right, at her death type thing, yeah. right. That, that's kind of where I saw it. I totally forgot that she was also seeing the yes, yeah. Things, right. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because when they do go up into the woods, she does like after they like she and James have a little bit of a fight, but then they get back together and, yeah. and she says, let's let's just go escape together. Yeah, together so it kind of does. Fit and that's with where that. I saw that as her trying to escape her dad. Yeah, now that exactly. She kind of sees he's also this other guy. But right. then she realized, and this is really important, I think, for their relationship, is that she, the only reason she kind of pushes him away is that she realizes, oh, Leland slash Bob, if he finds out about you, he'll kill you. Yeah. So she's really pushing him away for his own sake. Yeah. She's trying to um, protect him, just again, like she tries to protect Donna. Yeah. 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 And it's yeah. really like a, a really selfless act, which yeah. is, you know, kind of nuts, like that she would do this, but. Um, yeah. She also says that it's very similar to the scene at the beginning when we first see James and Donna together, where she talks about how Laura. she's lost. Sorry, what did I say, Donna? Donna? When we first see James and Laura at the beginning, um, where she talks about being gone like a turkey in the corn. Uh, here, yeah. <laughs> here she says that your Laura's gone, and now there's only me. So it is like there's two of them. And mm-hmm. the Laura that James has fallen in love with is completely gone now. I don't know what she means by that. If she means like... I think it's the good Laura is gone. The good Laura now, is gone and now it's just me. There's just the bad She Laura. really believes that she's yeah. evil and, and is not worth saving, I yeah. think. Yeah. Um, and that's, again, why she runs off at the... the yes, at but first she gives him the finger, which is by far... Favorite scene in the movie. <laughs> How, How about this, this, James? Yeah. <laughs> Poor James. Poor James. Poor James. Poor James. I think mean, no, James. that was in the moment, but the moment when uh, on the bike at the, at the when end, she when screams she, at him and then runs out of the woods. Yeah. I love you, James. Like right there. Yeah. Right yeah. yeah. We just like this poor James guy has no idea what's going on. He's just totally confused. It is. It's yeah. very true. He's trying to be the badass biker, but he's actually kind of this big pushover. Guy. Yeah. yeah. But then he leaves her there in the woods in the middle of the night. Like he's, yeah. he's got to get on his bike and ride. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it, it's true. Like James that's, is kind of. of the <laughs> I can't wait to hear this. Yes. We're gonna dedicate a whole episode just to that last <laughs> time. Um, but no, I mean James has always kind of done this. He's never that active. Like yeah. he really doesn't do anything. He yeah. just kind of like chats and you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, you like, don't want me here? Okay, bye. Yeah, yeah. Like he's he's a real big pushover. Like, but he's yeah, very passive guy. Well, yeah, but I mean, and that's why. I think that's why most people don't like James because yeah. he he gives the image of being a tough biker dude, and then oh, but I'm soft and so. Okay, well, it was kind of a nice thing slash a dick move on his part on the part where she kind of jumps off his bike in some <laughs> yeah. way and then tells him you know take it basically tells him to get get out go away move away just bike bit bike off, 
So he does. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of being a nice guy. But he's also being a bit of a dick because she's leaving her in the middle of yeah, the night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So, like, that's not really a nice thing to do. Yeah, no. You should probably argue <laughs> with her a bit. Say, like, yeah, exactly. Look where we are. <laughs> yes. Maybe get on the mic. Yeah. Yeah. Can I, if you want to run off, like, let's do it in the middle of town so yeah. there's people around. Yeah. And, I mean, he obviously is questioning how she's dressed because when they get off the bike and they're talking, yeah. he's looking at her like, what's wrong with you? Because yeah. she's all fucked up and she's yeah. wearing these, you know, very scandalous stockings sure. and stuff. Yeah. So... But this is also stuff that has to fit in with what they wrote in the pilot too, right? So a lot of yeah. it maybe yeah. doesn't make strict logical sense from a story perspective, but it fits with what had to come next in the pilot in a way that's it's a hard thing to do as a writer to write a prequel that matches up and like a jigsaw kind of with what yeah. you've written before. So some of it maybe is just yeah, well, it but some of it doesn't, do right? Like the secret diary, yeah, it course, doesn't work. So like yeah. there were always going to be gaps. I think it feels still feels pretty organic. Like it mm-hmm. still feels like yeah, this is something she would do. I feel like James, like she's pushed him away like two or three times that night mm-hmm. already. Like she, at some point he's got to let her go. So. Yeah. At the light of Sparkwood in 21 is good place. Yeah. yeah. Oh, now, what, what what happens after this? Like, is she, is she already, like, close to the meeting place? Yeah, I think, Again, I think that's I why know. she jumped yeah. off there. It's like, she can just okay, walk through yeah. the woods so There's thing. nothing that really, it's like the next scene she's with them. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. She, yeah. she meets yeah. up with Jacques, Leo, and Renette, and they go to Jacques' cabin. It's kind of like the their... second pink room scene, because the, yeah, the same music is playing. playing. Same music they're, playing. They're doing the drugs and fucking. Alcohol. The lights flashing. Yeah. Yeah, and then and then yeah, Bob oh, shows up. Well, Leland. Yeah. Oh, Leland shows up, but that, that but Laura knows shot. that it's Bob yeah. because yeah. the electricity yeah. starts going. Waldo has a freak out. Yeah. And then you get that close up of the fire too, which is really. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. Waldo's the creepy. bird. Just... There's a bird really there. cute. Yeah. Oh, oh. you're not. Oh. <laughs> 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 All right, let's move on. <laughs> anyway. Um. Leland knocks out Jock. And yeah, Jock goes out to take a piss, I think, or something. Yeah, and knocks out. Well, well he, he kicks like, him, kicks and then him. he hits him over the head with a bottle, bottle, I think. Yeah. And then, okay. and then Leland or Leo, sorry, the dead. other guy. He looked okay. Like he, he looked dead. Did see the dead. show? Looked dead. Uh, yeah, and yes. I assumed he was dead. No. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. He just hit him over okay. the back of the head with the bottle. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah. in TV world, that doesn't kill you. Just a just a light unconscious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a good, just a nice six hour coma. Sleeping. Well, it was just kind of James Bond town. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Wake yeah. up later, you're totally yeah. fine. Yeah, got it. A little bit of a bump on the head. You're fine. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Leo and goes Leo just check takes on him. off. Yeah. He does. Yeah. He, just Although, he goes outside there. and he like sees him. He's like, <laughs> oh, I'm getting my boots. I'm like, like if the previous scene with him tying the girls up inside didn't make you think he was a scumbag, like yeah. that's, that's exactly. you're like your reaction to hey someone again killed looked like he yeah. killed this guy. Oh, I'm out. Yeah. Girls are like you know we're tied up. There's a murder outside. I'm out. Yeah. It also doesn't tie in with the show at all. How do you figure? How do you figure? Doesn't they don't they ask Jacques? Well, Jacques yeah Jacques thinks Leo's the one who knocked him out because yeah. he doesn't. He, he's so drunk I thought, he doesn't know. I thought it was the opposite. I thought Jacques got the fuck out of there because he no. saw someone else knocked out. No. Is that not... No, that... He, or, oh, no, he says he wakes up. And yeah. Yes. And he, says he got out of there. Yeah. That's what it is. Sorry, yeah. I, I remember something about that yeah. night. Yeah. yeah, no, it's true. Sorry. Uh, and then, yeah, Leo jets... Leland walks in, captures the girls, yeah. and this is when, and then he starts taking them out the wood, and this is when you see Mike for the first time yeah. since it's the running through the Mike. woods. It's Philip Gerard. Philip Gerard. Uh, he's full Mike mode. He's he's there. He so Philip Gerard, the man with one arm, is inhabited like Leland is inhabited by Bob. He's inhabited by a spirit named Mike. 
Which is which yeah. isn't like necessarily a bad spirit. I don't think Mike. I'm is, not like, sure what Mike, Mike is, is super confusing. I don't know if yeah. any of them are good. Yeah, or bad. <laughs> except Bob. Bob's yeah. the only one that's clearly yeah. not Bob's as trouble malicious. for people. Yeah. 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 But anyway, all the other ones, they're you can't very tell. conflicted about. Yeah, like the grandmother or yeah, their intentions. The giant. Are. The giant is he a good dude? Yeah. Oh, giant. Yeah, good. you'll in the series. I've heard about you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, uh, he's running through the woods and he's trying to find. Them. Uh, he, and he's set behind. He goes to the cabin after they're already in the train car, and then he he's goes calling to the train out for car. Bob. Yeah. Um. And then yeah, so this is like the train car scene is amazing intense. and so intense. Um, so basically he sets up Laura over this mirror, mm-hmm. um, and then he's talking to her and this is what he says. I always thought you knew it was me. They say this is Leland and then Bob appears two seconds later and I he can't really make He says something very says. similar. It, it, at the end it sounds like he says knew it was me. Uh, I never thought you knew it was me or I, I'm not, I'm not sure yeah, what he some, says, but it's something, something similar. It's um, creepy. It is creepy. And then Laura looks down in the mirror and she sees herself replaced by Bob, which is yeah. usually what happens when Bob takes over a body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of times in the series, you see the same thing. Same kind of he thing. looks in the mirror and you see Bob. And you see Bob. Yeah. So, and that's what really freaks out yeah. Laura. And then, uh, right as it's really getting super tense, the angel arrives. Well, Ronette is praying this entire yeah. oh, time. Yes, right. Ronette is is there in the train car, but she's kind of an afterthought. They're not really focusing on her at all, and so she's in the corner and she's kind of praying. And it's you can't hear what she's saying, but she is praying like to Father. So it's you can like tell a, it's like a religious. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, praying to God. And she's she. I think she's mentioned something about being dirty and don't look at me. But like I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah she's. It's all over the place, but yeah, yeah she's, she's basically praying for... I, at one point, I thought she said, I hope I die or something like that, mm-hmm. but I, I couldn't tell. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, an angel arrives, um, cuts out all the, the noise and the sound. It's a really touching... It's not quite silent, though. There is, like, a hum or yeah, something it's a that very, happens. Yeah, but... yeah. It's very... almost like the same hum you hear in the Palmer house. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah. a bad or, yeah. or good sound, but it's, like, a recognizable sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then, after it disappears... Uh, the angel, uh, Ronette's hands are free. Uh, Mike is outside the door, banging on it. She opens it up for him, um, and then Leland slash Bob comes over and yeah, but hits her, a hits her in the face a couple times and throws her out the thing. In which case, uh, Mike throws in the ring. But I wanted to just, I just noticed that this time, um, it seems like Laura is in the same uh, the same mind as Bob at that moment. It looks like Bob's already started to take over because she looks up at Ronette like she looks. Up at uh, Leland, then at Ronette, with like malice in her eyes. Like she also wants him to go and beat up uh, Ronette and kill Ronette. And I'm wondering if before the ring is thrown in, has Bob already taken over Laura? Because she already appeared no. in the mirror. I don't think. I think if he would have already taken her over, Leland wouldn't have killed her. Yeah. That's how I kind of yeah, assume it. Okay. Okay. But no, I, I no, I, I just it's a it was a very quick shot. It probably doesn't mean anything, but I just I noticed it this time. Huh. I'm also not sure if if Mike throws the ring in because I think I think that changes the reading of the ring which we can talk about if you want okay we're would, we're getting I would we're like to there. talk about the meaning of the ring <laughs> yeah I think we, I think we have to but but anyway she puts the ring on her hands are untied at this point too somehow. somehow but she puts the ring on and that's when Leland cries out don't make me do this so it's it's I think it's pretty clear that the ring Wearing the ring means that Bob can no longer take Laura over. He has to kill her. And that's when 
mm. she she dies. Yeah. Or is killed. She it's, doesn't die. Yeah, she yeah. She is brutally murdered. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it really yeah, harrowing. Like that the music, everything in that murder sequence is like dark. So dark Poor. and yeah. mm-hmm. just intense and Poor Laura. Yeah. <laughs> and then you get her him wrapping her in plastic, you get shots of it's Bob and Leland kind of interchanging as yeah. they wrap the plastic around her. Super yeah, then Leland rough. takes her to the river and deposits her in the river, and we see him walk to the circle of sycamore trees in Glastonbury Grove, which is where the finale of the series takes place. And he enters into the curtains, which is the red room, and uh, in there is uh, Philip Gerard slash Mike and the little man, who is the arm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, Leland does this weird thing where he does like uh, smooth criminal, just like <laughs> <the> land, <laughs> leans into oh, it. Yeah. And, you know, uh, I heard, I was listening to Diane Podcast did their Firewalk With Me episode and and Rosie mentioned something really interesting. She's like, it's like the waiting room, but they're literally weighing him. It's like they're weighing his soul. They're weighing his... That's why he's hanging suspended. Yeah. I, I thought that was kind of an interesting hmm. way of yeah. reading that. That's but, cool. a very weird scene. Yeah. But it is, it is strange. Isn't he higher than Bob is? Well, yeah. Yes. At yeah. the end... It's almost like he's hanging. Yeah. A little bit, yeah. yeah. But yeah. then uh, Mike and Mike and the arm uh, both say, Bob, I want all my Garmin Bosia. And it's finally explained what Garmin Bosia is. It's pain and suffering. Nope. Pain and sorrow. It's pain and sorrow, sorry. Uh, and then uh, Bob reaches into Leland. He has like some blood on his stomach, uh, sucks it out of Leland, and then throws it on the floor. It disappears. And then that's when the arm gets his cream corn on the spoon, which is yeah. what Garmin Bosia is probably, mm-hmm. as far as we can tell. Yeah. He eats it backwards, which is just scary to think about how they film that. <laughs> he spit it out onto the spoon, and they just I know, it's it. really okay. gross it's really to think gross. about that. But, like, to practice that so it's yeah. natural, like, yeah. eating yeah. it, but yeah. spitting no, it. It's a lot of... I bet a whole day of filming was spent on that, that scene yeah. alone. Um, and then, yeah, that's... That's the end of that that's scene. That's the end of that scene. Then you... We go to... a. I don't know if it's the same room or if it's a different room. Because we get a shot of an empty red room. room and then another room that's very where similarly set up where Laura is sitting on the chair next to Agent Cooper who has his hand on her shoulder. And um, There's a light flickering. Well, yeah. gradually, like, you see her and she's kind of... And her angel, her angel appears. Her angel appears. And she also doesn't look the same as Laura did in no. any Red Room scene ever. No. no She's got similarly different makeup, everything. Yeah. 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 Now, there's one, Erin, I don't know if we talked about this or not. The I talked about it with someone. Maybe it was you? Probably me. We anyway, the, um, <laughs> that, the light that comes on that flickers, and she kind of looks at this flickering light and starts to laugh. And there's one really great theory, and I can't remember the name of the guy who yeah, we first it together. proposed That's it. Right. Um, but yeah, Joel Bacco's um, Journey Through Twin Peaks Mentions has it. it. Yeah. Um, where it's, it looks like a TV flickering, and it's almost like Laura is watching herself or watching. The, the, one of the theories goes that she's watching Twin Peaks, and she's watching, watching how her friends are reacting to her death, her and, death yeah. and she's watching all the funny plot lines, and she's laughing. And crying at the and same crying. time. And crying. I didn't <laughs> see it as her laughing at all. You didn't see it as laughter? I saw it as her just crying because she got her angel She's kind of smiling. That could be too, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Like, it's happy. Happy right. crying. Like, yeah. like it's it is hysterical. over. That's yes. right. It finally over, yeah. Yeah. Doc Hayward's poem to her, which was cut from the film, um, that he tells her that the angels will return, and when you see the one that's meant to help you, you will weep with joy. And that's what happens. That she's, she's yeah. weeping with joy at yeah. the, her, the return of her angel, right? Yeah. yeah. 
but I do like the thought that maybe there's like there's something cyclical about it that we we started the the show we started the movie with breaking the TV and then at the end we have well, and maybe like a, a TV like the, returns the noise like the, the static it goes TV blue screen. too doesn't it That's yeah. it is it yeah it goes blue just yeah. at the start it's so. very similar to the way the electricity shows up before Bob comes yeah but she's not afraid of it here so I don't think it's the yeah. same well, she's dead. Well, yes, but I'm huh. saying it's it's not a fearful thing. Yeah. She's happy about it. So. I kind of yeah. thought it was sad that she was in the red room at the end. Yeah, well, because, yeah. you know, she's supposed to be dead then. Mm -hmm. And you would have hoped that she would be, you know, like in heaven or something. All of that craziness. Yeah. But there she is again in the red room. I remembered it wrong, obviously, oh. that she disappeared at the end but that doesn't happen no like i remembered her leaving the red room at the end oh. which did make it more hopeful yeah that obviously is, yeah. that's she not much stuck in but she's room. still there yeah, yeah which is way more depressing now it is <laughs> i thought so. well i mean maybe maybe there's different rooms we know that yeah. that there are different rooms in the red room because we've seen that in, yeah. in the tv series um so <laughs> Simon, is, did you have something that you well, just it's a very unsettling i think way to to leave it off yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you didn't find it like cheerful or uplifting? Because I remember the first time I was like, "Yeah, way to go, Laura!" Like I was just like <laughs> He's I was crying. Like, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was like I was. I thought it was really touching. I thought it was really um, like a good catharsis for her character. But you didn't at all. Because <laughs> just because I thought the people in the red room mm. were so creepy throughout the yeah. entire yeah, thing yeah. and represented some sort of weird. And I still, like, to the end of it, I wasn't sure if I thought it was just in her, like, deeply scarred, like, psyche, or if this mm -hmm. was actually some sort of, like, demon world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And either way, she was either stuck internally in her psyche, or she was in some sort right. of weird, creepy circus purgatory. Right, That it right, just was right. kind of this weird, unsettling feeling where it ended mm -hmm. off with her. That's yeah. interesting. Because I think a lot of people do read it as a very hopeful ending. Okay, so final thoughts. Let's go around the table. Everybody gives a final thought. Uh, about what? The movie. The, the movie. Just, Just the movie. <laughs> I can't. Don't, don't, no comments. Do you like it or do you hate it? Oh, it's Twin Peaks. I love it, but fuck. There's too many theories. My head hurts. Your head hurts. I'm tired. I'm overwhelmed by coffee. I'm yeah. high. I don't know. How many times have you seen the film now? That's like, okay, fun fact. This is the first time I've ever seen the ending. This is the first time you've ever seen the ending? Yeah. You've never seen the ending I've never before? sat through the entire, like, five minutes of her laughing at the angel or crying. Really? Like, oh, off. And this is also the first time I've ever watched it sober. <laughs> All right. Fun fact. Wow. Excellent. But no, I, I, I like the movie, but I prefer the series. Yeah. 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 Good time. Aaron, final thoughts. I love the movie, mm -hmm. and I think it's... I like it more than I like the series. You do, hey? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Fisticuffs. <laughs> and like, like James. Like the, the series is great, but it's long and there's lots of unnecessary yeah. parts. Yeah. Wyndham. John yeah. Justice, Justice Wheeler. Wheeler. And uh, Black Little Nicky. <laughs> Evelyn <Nikki>. Marsh. <laughs> yeah. Like the whole middle part of yeah. season two yeah. is unnecessary. But yeah. the... <laughs> 
yeah, the movie, the show has a dark tone, but there's also, it's pretty light because it was on TV. Right. Yeah. Where the, the movie, I think, fits the subject matter in terms of tone a lot. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yes. Yeah. So okay. that's, I think that's why I like the movie a bit more. Right. As, as it relates to the Twin Peaks world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways, that's, that's my thought. Cool. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm someone who loves crap TV and all that, so I think watching something that, like, makes you feel so intensely and it's, like, an experience is, like, really worthwhile. And I'm going to digest it, I think. Yeah. (laughs) And probably think a bunch more things about it. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. But you are interested in watching the series. Definitely. Yeah. I think, yeah. I apologize for season two. Yeah. Oh, it's not not your fault. That's not that bad. Uh, It's it's a lot better than we thought it was since we've been doing Um, our rewatch. Yeah. Some there are highs and there are lows. (laughs) Serious lows. So yeah. I'd I'd echo that. I thought was it was really unsettling. Yeah. A lot of highs and lows in one one show, and there's kind of contrast. There's lots of really really dark parts with really kind of almost shockingly upbeat parts following mm, it. But yeah, a lot to d- digest. Um, definitely going to check out the pilot. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Fantastic. be kind of interesting to see how that flows in as a prequel. Yeah. Yeah, let us yeah. know because yeah. it's different. It, the feel is different. It films different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to feel like a totally different world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not like the movie at all. But Are we, okay, what are we talking about with the pilot? Like, pilot, is this where, first yeah, like the, 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 the hour long. The hour and a half, yeah. Where, like, yeah. you see Bob at the end? No. No, 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 no. Oh, where, where no. Sarah sees Bob at the end. No, no, no. Like, no, no, no. Not the cold the international. There was I don't a, have they a filmed copy it, of the actual pilot. They filmed it as a movie to in case they didn't get picked up as a TV series and yeah. they finished, so they did a, a movie, the pilot was an hour and 45 minutes or something. Basically, they had a closed ending where they found out who the killer was. And yeah. it's Bob. It's who you think is Bob. But there's right? no supernatural element or no. anything like that. It's, it's, it's And is that this then, that pilot canon or is that? No, no, no. That's, 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 that was, that was David Lynch. parts that yeah. were filmed for it were later inserted you into the series. Yeah. And became canon, but that version of it is not. Yeah. But that's not the one so you you can't get that really anywhere unless you. Have it's the on the box set. It's yeah. it's yeah. on the DVD box set, and that's the only the, if you it's put on, on the, the f- if you put on the first disc, that's the first episode. Yeah, so you have to go to the second yeah. disc, and that's the first episode. Yeah, a lot of people missed <laughs> that. That's the one I've seen, and, like, and I'm like, oh, minute. you watch episode two, and it's Dale driving into town. And it's like I've seen this. Like he found <laughs> yeah. the murder already. It's like what the fuck. <laughs> Well, I liked the movie because I liked the, I found Laura's story very interesting mm-hmm. and her, you know, tortured soul and everything. You really don't see all of that in the series, but I do prefer if I were to choose, I mean, this is definitely, I don't watch David Lynch kind of type stuff on a regular basis, and yeah. this is totally out of my comfort zone. Yeah. But, um, I don't know, I kind of, <laughs> if you were to take all of the David Lynch out of it, <laughs> and if you were just to have, like, a movie about Lord. this poor girl who was, you know, raped and she's disillusioned and you know putting this Bob's face to cope with things and whatever and have that as a storyline I'd be like this is an amazing movie right, yeah. right, right. 
but because there's all this <laughs> fucked up shit, you know, <laughs> and all these like theories and stuff, it's it makes it confusing for me. <laughs> but you know, I I, I I enjoyed the film the second time more yeah. than the first time. Oh, you'd only seen it once, eh? I'd only seen it once. Oh shit! Yeah. And it's been a long time. Like you have like seen six it for years, years ago. I watched oh, the wow. film, so I didn't remember a lot of parts. Yeah. But um, the whole train car scene yeah. was really yeah. good. So it's so intense. Yeah, yeah. And I like, think it, <laughs> Olivia's like, I'm sweating. Yeah, my clothes are so sweating. I feel like. I yeah. think I liked the movie the most the second time I watched it because yeah. I hated it the first time. Like I left, I left, didn't watch the end. Yeah. And then the second time I was like, I got it more. Yeah. But like I've seen it probably three or four times since then. Like I've probably seen it six, six or seven times, and it's like every time I watch that, there's just more weird yeah. Twin Peaks, mm-hmm. and it's probably more because I've read into it, and read the book now, and it's like, yeah. holy shit. But there's if you were so to just watch the very beginning of this film and not know anything else about Twin Peaks, like would you guys, if you were by yourself? Would you have kept watching this film? <laughs> or would you have been like, okay, this is freaking boring. Like, yeah, turn no. the channel, right? Totally. Yeah. I think, the for me, what really grabbed me was the police stuff at the start. Oh, really? Oh, you did like that. So yeah. I, I like that part. Yeah. The, and I think I would have kept waiting until that came back. Right. You're so disappointed Chet Desmond yeah. did not get explained at all. You're just yeah. like, where's, yeah, where's Chet? Chet? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what happened to him? <laughs> well, I, and I thought uh, Sutherland's character was hilarious. Too. Yeah, like, yeah. It was with the I, like, I kind of wanted to see more. Yeah, like, I thought that was that, really funny. Yeah. I thought they had to get a little weird, mm-hmm. yeah, shitty pop, pop, egg yeah, pop, yeah. <laughs> pop, pop, right? Yeah. Right. And that's yeah. true. Yeah. Um, I love the movie. It's probably my favorite Twin Peaks. Except for okay, the last episode is amazing. Yeah. I honestly, I feel favorite. like the last I don't episode. Remember the last episode? Yeah. Wow. It, well, okay. a lot happens too. So I feel like the last episode is basically. No, well, not really. The last episode is uh, basically part of this movie. Like, I feel like if you watch the last episode and then watch this movie, it's it makes it ten times better. It makes both yeah. of them ten times better. Mm-hmm. Um, I also want to say there is a fan edit that put the missing pieces back into this movie. It's, it's like three and a half it's hours. It's three and a half hours long. Wow! Uh, yeah. But it adds so much good stuff. There's there's like maybe five or six scenes that aren't necessary and you could just fast forward through them. They're, they're like parts of the town folk from the series come back into the movie, but they, they don't have anything to do with Laura's story or the investigation in, in Deer Meadow. But the scenes that are added add a lot to Laura's character, to her progression through down into this spiral, as well as just some fun scenes uh, in Deer Meadow. And it adds way more of the Red Room stuff, which is like the supernatural that I love that, always mm-hmm. brings me back to Twin Peaks so I would just recommend that if you're gonna find the definitive version I'd, I'd watch that one if you haven't yet so that's it I disagree I think missing pieces are a separate thing but that's just they me. were literally just cut from the movie yeah I know but I think I think, the, I think the, the show I think what David Lynch showed us his version that's the definitive version that's just my take on right. it that's fine we can disagree you're that's wrong fine. but yeah yeah I'd say Fire Walk With Me, though, is probably my second favorite Lynch film. Yeah? Yeah, Mulholland Drive. Mulholland Drive. Yeah. I would say that, too. Yeah. That's such a good movie. But I hated it when I first watched it, too. I The first time I watched it, it took me five years to come back did to it. Did I watch it with you the first time, or did I watch it by myself? I watched it by myself the first no, time. No, did I watch Oh, it you might have. No. Yeah, your first time watching it was here, wasn't it? Yeah, I was think it? so. And then yeah. you walked it. And yeah. you walked out and you wouldn't watch the end of it. No, not fire walking me. I'm talking about Mahal and Oh, I don't know. No, we didn't. You watched it. I've never. Time. Okay, yeah. I've, no, I'm saying oh, I, I hated fire walk with me. Okay. Yeah, the first time I watched it. I love Mahal and Drive. 
That's another thing. So, so like all of Lynch's movies relate back to this. Really? Even yeah. the well, ones that not, happened before. Not all of them, but, but I still close. see like yeah. maybe Blue just Velvet. the Lynch's feel, but yeah. like Blue Velvet for sure. There's the Black Lodge in yeah. that movie. Feels like it. It yeah. feels like what well, fucking Dennis Hopper's character is some type of evil. Yeah. You know the ear. You know like. Actually, I lied. <laughs> you guys are Fire so like third I'm favorite. sorry. Uh, <laughs> I like it's a lie. Yeah. Blue Velvet and then Firewalk. Yeah. Yeah. I love Blue Velvet. Honestly, like, thank you guys for coming. We're really glad that you guys. Yeah. Really that was a bizarre little trip. There. <laughs> yeah. 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 Just a smidge. Just a smidge. Yeah. Like, like, thanks for oh. walking out. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, you made it all the way through yeah. and through yeah. three and a half hours of podcasting. <laughs> That's how oh, I'm really? doing this. Holy yeah. cow. Yeah. Oh. Lindsay, you're going to edit this one. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs>